The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight. 900-3393. Some big primaries yesterday. Also, another really good Supreme Court decision. And uh, some inductees into the National Radio Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about uh, some of those things and and many more. But uh, Mitt Romney won huge in the primary in Utah yesterday. 74% of the vote went to Mitt Romney. Wow. So uh, it doesn't Pretty say good. here what Kennedy's, uh, Mike Kennedy's vote total was, but it must have been 26%, right? It's a two-man race. 74-26. Oof. That's a beating. Yes, it is. But he got the Trump. He got the Trump uh, seal of approval, uh, even though he was pretty staunchly against Donald Trump. And then uh, for somehow, I, I, somehow that's been smoothed over. And usually you can't smooth that over with Donald Trump. But uh, he did. And he got the, even though Mike Kennedy was the one saying, yeah, I'm all about Donald Trump. I'm, I'm going to get his policies through. Although, uh, um, <clears throat> not that it really matters, but uh, Romney's in the billionaire club, right? Yes. The, so, I mean, yeah. he's. Well, I don't, I, actually, they said he's worth $275 million. He's a pauper. Oh, so he's not even. He's he's not even in the then, billionaire then never club. Never mind. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how he eats. I know, <laughs> I know. You get kind of worry if we should maybe set up a fund me page for Mitt because <laughs> uh, it's interesting because in the convention, the Republican convention back in April, uh, Mike Kennedy finished with fifty one percent of the vote. Romney got forty nine. Wow, that turned around. Yes, it did. Holy cow. Uh, they had a single debate at BYU, and uh, apparently their positions were about the same on most issues. But somehow they 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 sparred over Mitt Romney's criticism of Robert Jeffress, the pastor who is who hates Mormons, who hates the the Mormon Church. How do you argue about that? They're both Mormon, aren't they? I don't know. Maybe Mike oh, Kennedy I isn't. I, I don't know. know. I, 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 I don't know. No, they are. They're both. They're both members. So how do you, how do you jump all over Mitt Romney about criticizing a guy who is, uh, definitely an enemy to to their church? I, it's strange. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's what happened to Mike Kennedy. Possible. I don't know. Fascinating, though. Uh, In New York, something that's not just fascinating, but incredibly troubling. Uh, A millennial uh, won a a race for U.S. Congress. 28 years old. Barely old enough to even run for U.S. Congress. But she she did, and she won. Yes, she did. And not only is she a millennial... She's a democratic socialist. Isn't that wonderful? That's great. Some of her main policy uh, positions were universal health care, so completely socialized medicine, 
a federal jobs guarantee. How, how do you guarantee jobs, uh, Ms. Communist? By saying it. And the abolition of ICE. That is just a few of her wonderful policies. And with those policies, she defeated a 10-term U.S. congressman who is like second in charge in the Democrat Party. Uh, Joe Crowley, who's like right behind uh, Nancy Pelosi in power in in the uh, Democrat Party. Yeah, there were talks of him being in charge. Yeah, he's the likely successor. Well, he, not anymore. He's right. out. Well, that's what's so strange is that, uh, you know, like the days of uh, uh, it's, it, it has always seemed like if you're if you've been in office that long, you're not going anywhere. It's up to you to leave. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we yeah, talked. Yeah. We talked to the. Uh, we talked to one um, pundit a couple years ago, who told us, and we we talked about it. Uh, I think it was on radio. It might have been TV, where he talked about uh, the way to get these guys. The the swamp is in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Primary them, primary, primary, primary. Right. You know? And and uh, and that's mm-hmm. you know look, he's part of the swamp, right? He's been there forever. I don't necessarily know that it's a was a it was had more to do with her being a democratic socialist than it had to do with getting rid of someone that's been there so long. I don't know. I mean, it's still I, a problem but, either way. Yeah, because you if you you know this woman is a democratic socialist, how do you vote for a socialist? I, I don't care if you live in New York. Aren't you still an American? Barely. Are you still an American? What is the matter with people? Unbelievable. He's actually technically fourth in line. He's the fourth ranking Democrat in the House. Huh. He outraised her by 10 to 1 wow. and lost. Pretty amazing, sure really. Is. Uh, for her part, her name is uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. And she said, This is not an end. This is the beginning. This is the beginning because the message that we sent the world tonight is that it's not okay. To put donors before your community. But it is okay to be a socialist. <laughs> put capitalism before after everyone else. Uh, yeah. To put profit after everyone else. Oh, there, nobody should be making profit. Uh, all those profits that companies make, those need to be redistributed to the workers, to the proletariat. First, they need to come to the government, though. Well, of course. I mean, the government sure. needs to decide where it goes. Well, otherwise, who's going to uh, make that decision? Thank you. Who's going to take it from the bourgeoisie? Jeez, this is uh, this is frightening. What's going on? Um. So Crowley came out with a statement at the end of the night. I want to cr- congratulate Miss Ocasio Cortez on her victory tonight. I look forward to supporting her and all Democrats this November. The Trump administration is a threat to everything we stand for here in Queens and the Bronx. And if we don't win back the House this November, we will lose the nation we love. No, if we continue to elect socialists to high office in this country, that's when we're going to lose the nation we love. That's how we're going to lose the nation we love. And Democrats better wake up. I... uh, there's no such thing. We've said it before. There's no such thing as a Democrat Party anymore. They're just socialists. They're communists. And and if these voters are voting for socialists and communists, that makes them the same. You know, I've tried to say that, nah, you know, the rank and file Democrats, they're, come on now. Those are, those are just 
Americans who just are a little more liberal. No, not not if you're voting for socialists. Not if you're not if you're in the Bernie Sanders camp and this Ocasio Cortez camp. No. Gotta draw the line there. That's anti American. Then you got Bernie Sanders out there congratulating these all these progressives. Uh, he endorsed Ben Jealous in the Democratic primary for Maryland governor, and Jealous won. He's a former NAACP president. So he's going to take on Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, the Republican, November. It's hard to believe Maryland has a Republican governor. Sure does. How did that happen? <laughs> he's wow. Snuck, he snuck in. Uh, he must have. He must have kept that R really quiet. Shh. Shh. Don't shh. write R. Make it look like a D. And we'll just trick people. <laughs> uh, so Sanders also congratulated Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, who he supported apparently, over uh, Joe Crowley. He said she took on the entire local Democratic establishment in her district and won a very strong victory. She demonstrated, once again, what progressive grassroots politics can do. Yeah, and if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, I I don't know what will. This is really dangerous territory we are in here. Uh... I don't know how to ch- I don't know how to reverse course because too many millennials have been indoctrinated this way. Like obviously this 28 year old woman running in New York, you know she's heard her whole life growing up in New York uh, about socialism, that capitalism is evil, capitalism is greed, capitalism is corruption. Well, there's no corruption in socialism. We've seen that, right? Uh, Venezuela is in such great shape right now. We know there's no corruption whatsoever. <laughs> Do you know in the uh, socialist Shangri-La of Sweden that people are starting to revolt against the welfare state even there? Their taxes have gone up again. So they're paying 60% uh, of their earnings to the government. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. You're keep- what, you're, what you're failing to say is you're keeping 40 Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. I mean, you know, you wouldn't want to keep all of it, right? And then <laughs> distribute it in the way you see fit. You wouldn't want that. That would be stupid. Uh, you want to give most of it to the government because you know they're going to spend it wisely for you. It's so great. Thank you. And they're finally starting to revolt against this because they're starting to see all the problems that come with a socialist state. It just can't, it can't work. It doesn't work. What happened to the Soviet Union? What happened to communist China? Communist China is still basically communist, but it's also capitalist. It's a hybrid now because they had a billion of their 1.4 billion people in abject poverty. Well, they introduced capitalism, and what happened? 400 million people came out of poverty. Amazing. Uh, So it's just that there's complete and total proof and evidence on our side that capitalism works. Capitalism is what has saved the planet from starvation, what has uh, put the roof over the heads of billions of people across the planet, clothed them, fed them, got them clean water. Well, uh, without teaching that, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you, you look at it and, and, they, and, and the people say, yeah, right. Yep. No, it hasn't, or so, uh, or you're lying. I mm-hmm. mean, the de Blasio is the mayor of New York. 
he's just as bad, if not worse, than the other people we're electing. I mean, it's all falling into into line. And he was an actual communist. Yeah. And he actually supported the Sandinistas in Nicaragua when the U.S. was waging war against them. <laughs> and then the people of New York City elected him anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You mean he was an enemy to the state? Ah. How's that working out? That was a while ago. How's that working out in it's, New York? It, it sucks for them. And you know it does. 888 uh, You know what else sucks is trying to lose weight. It can be really, really hard. Um, and once you get a little past, I don't know, 10, it gets even harder. <laughs> and so you want to lose those extra pounds. And it's just really, really difficult. But there is something that can help you with it. If you've really been struggling and you keep sliding back, <clears throat> try Riduzone. If you eat decently um, and exercise a little bit, it's going to help you lose weight. And more importantly, help you keep those pounds from coming back. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. So you don't have to worry about a bunch of chemicals going into your body. It's all natural. It's they've taken the good stuff of from olive oil, which is the OEA, and they created this patented product. The OEA has been shown to boost your metabolism while it reduces your appetite. So it's kind of a twofold system that helps you lose weight. So if you've been struggling and trying and maybe losing a few pounds and then you gain them right back, try Riduzone. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, the win streak in the Supreme Court continues. I love this. Knock on wood, because it it could change at any second. (laughs) But three great rulings this week. There was another one before, uh, or maybe two or three before that. I think it's like five or six in a row that have gone conservatives away. Uh, But they dealt a blow to labor unions. Ruling, and why wouldn't you? I mean, this is an un, it was an unbelievable situation for the last 41 years that if you're a teacher, police officer, other public employee that you, you didn't want to be part of the union, eh, tough. You got to pay union dues anyway. Still got to pay the dues. Still got to pay your union dues and fees to support the union. Well, I, I'm not a part of your freaking union, and I don't want my money going to your causes. They're all, it's 92%, maybe even 93%. The of uh, union dues go to Democrats, go to liberals. Oh yeah. Uh, but by a five to four vote, the justices overturned that rule and said that the First Amendment protects these employee, employees from being required to support a private group whose views may differ, differ from theirs. How was that not done earlier? That I mean, that's a no-brainer it's, decision. Sure seems like it. It sure seems like. It. <laughs> I mean, one of the most un-American things that you can mandate is that they have to pay somebody that they don't even belong to just to have their job. Well, no, 
why should I? And the excuse, I guess, was, well, don't be a police officer then. Don't be a firefighter then. Don't be a teacher then. The union is still fighting for you whether you want to be a part of it or not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, you're not fighting for me. You're fighting for, for you and your causes. And you're fighting for abortion. And you're fighting for government control. Those are the things you're fighting for. Uh, in 1977, when public sector unions were being established, the high court said teachers and other public employees may not be forced to pay full union dues if some of the money went for political contributions, but the justices upheld the lesser fair share fees on the theory that all of the employees benefited from a union contract and its grievance procedures. What a bunch of bullcrap that is. <laughs> <laughs> but today's more, more conservative court disagreed. They said employees have a right not to give any support to a union. These payments were described as a form of compelled speech, which violates the First Amendment. We conclude that this arrangement violates the free speech rights of non-members by compelling them to subsidize private speech on matters of substantial public concern, according to Sam Alito, who wrote uh, for the majority. Also voting for the majority, uh, John Roberts, Anthony Kennedy... Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch, all the usual suspects. And all the usual suspects were against it, obviously. And, you know, it's not necessarily even anti-union to believe that you can't force people to pay dues to an organization. No matter what it is. Belong to. Come on. It's like forcing people to buy health insurance when they don't want to just to be a citizen in good standing. That's another unconstitutional thing. Well, it's a good thing we don't have that. And it's a good thing that John Roberts... Wait. Uh, no, actually, he's we... the one who cast a deciding vote that... How is that possible? Made that okay. I don't know. How is that possible? I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracy theories on that. Yes, you've there probably are. Seen some, you've probably invented some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I may have, I may have you know, helped a couple along. Uh, there are a lot of people that think... That uh, that somebody's got something on him, and then there was some adoption thing, right? Yeah, with his, was with his daughter with, with the do- with the the kids. Yeah, they I, were. I uh, haven't looked into it real deeply, but uh, there was something that uh, I don't know. Some adoption she, deal. Yeah, she was adopted. Uh, they used his daughter the country, against him, and uh, mm-hmm. it was done um, with in questionable uh, terms. Oh. And so uh, that was going to come to the forefront. Uh, and <laughs> somebody reminded him of that? Yeah. Yeah, so now. I mean, that's not that me. outrageous. To That's not that big a stretch, is it? No, it is not. It I, isn't. That's an understandable. If there were problems with the adoption <clears throat> and he's he's worried about losing his daughter and somebody threatened him, hey, we're, we're going to expose this. You're going to lose her. You're going to have to. We're going to take her out of the home. Uh I don't know. Maybe you change your mind really quickly right. on, now, on mandatory payments to I'm sure uh, that healthcare. nothing like that would ever happen. No, not in this country, no. <clears throat> yeah. That's a Me- – you, know, you might expect that in Mexico. Right. Or, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. Some other – Some Eastern European block station. Exactly. Or country. Exactly, but not here. Not here. No. Silly. <laughs> I, we're, it's going to be unbelievable when we're on the other side and things are revealed to us that we didn't know while we were here. It's going to be mind-boggling. You know we're going to find out all kinds of crap we didn't know about. I do like the idea of you giving me the idea that I'm going to the other side. I like that. Well, you're going to the other side, but who knows what level. You know what I mean? Oh, there's different levels? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wait, I yeah. And who am I? You know, I'm 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 not your judge. All I'm saying is you're going to burn <laughs> on the fires of hell. That's all I'm saying. But uh, who am I to judge? That's, that's still the other side, though. The, yeah, that's the other just, side. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's a different burning level. It, burning in the fires of hell is part of the other side. Oh, it's just a different so, level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And speaking of conspiracy theories, uh, I guess we've got a new one from Alex Jones. All right. Good. This, uh, he says on he said on his uh, June twenty. So this was two days ago. He said on his show. That people should stake out the red hen. You know, the restaurant that kicked Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her family out. But you're going to, here's a little twist as to why you should stake out the place. Here's what he had to say. This red hen thing that put out the personal info of Sanders and threw him out of the deal. And then said, oh, you use your official Twitter to talk about us. That's blah, blah. blah. That's not the law. It's all made up. Notice they're the victims now. Like night follows day. You know, like in the show, House of Cards, where he throws a brick through his own window. Right. I mean, everybody knows, you know, wag the dog, all that. In movies, everybody knows, oh, people stage stuff. And in reality, the left's always getting caught putting swastikas on their houses or fake crosses, burnings in their yards. And 99% of the time, it's fake. I'm not saying the owner of the Red Hen is going to stage something against their facility. But like night follows day... If somebody's smart, <laughs> Good guy, this guy always. If you want to dedicate something to your country, you need to go sit out in front. I wish I had the money. I'd to put what? PIs. Out in front? If I had billions of dollars, I would <laughs> say every day have teams of PIs all over the country. I'd say, get on this site. And I would just have PIs watch the red hand show when somebody firebombs it, God forbid, or somebody knocks the windows out, or somebody paints a swastika on the door. We can follow them to their house, and you know who they're going to be, don't you? We know. It'll, it'll be... It'll be something like the Southern Poverty Law Center, the ADL, Antifa, which is just college professors in mask. The Lone Rangers in going mask. out hitting women in the head with bike locks. Right. But I don't have the, the my personnel to do that or the money. Huh. But I'm telling you. Oh, I thought you were doing so Wait, I did well. In a second. That's... The left is going to hit the red hand in the next 48 hours. Yeah, the left is going to hit the red 99% hand. 99% like chance. Chance. And when they do hit it, hours, yeah. mm-hmm. we can blow their operation in another devastating victory if somebody just <laughs> politely goes Gosh. and sits there and watches Wait, what? with a camera rolling. <laughs> you will catch them. I mean, okay. It makes complete sense. It sure does. Every time, boy, there's some kind of false flag operation. I don't know why you're, you're making it sound like it didn't make sense. but it Well, did. I'm making it sound like it's already been. 48 hours since he shed that. He shed that but more than 48 hours ago. So what's the deal, Alex? Well, I said 99%. Well, let's give it, it, an, 99%, let's yes. give it another 48 hours. Okay. No, let's just give it another. We'll give it till Which Friday. is why he didn't have the, he we'll didn't have the manpower or the money. Right. Right? Because he doesn't know. He says, you know, 99% <laughs> chance, but it's probably going to be another 48 hours. I love that. It's so, so bad. So it's... It, chance that the left was going to do something awful to the red hen within the next 48 hours. And of course that was more than 48 hours ago. And so now what is the situation? I'd like to, maybe we'll check back with him on the show today. And And she, uh, what the, what the issue is now, maybe we just need a little more time. Uh, The left is still getting their stuff together, but mark my words, mark my words. They're going to hit it within the next 48 hours. 
48 to 96 hours. Okay, sometime in the next 48 to 2,346 hours, uh, the the left is going to hit the red hand. And sit there, watch it, <laughs> and then roll a camera. Y- yes, so and then we'll know. follow them home. Follow them home. And then I don't know what does it say on the on the front of their home. Hey, we're huge left left wing activists. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. In neon lights, you know exactly who they are because <laughs> of their home. Oh, that's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack Ray unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. 888 You know, my effort to get Foreigner into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been so successful that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna announce to you another effort here in a second. Really? Yes. Uh because there's also, in addition to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's a lot of halls, halls of fame. In virtually every industry. Sure. Certainly every entertainment industry, right? Um, And there's a National Radio Hall of Fame. And they just inducted uh, some... This year's inductees. This year's inductees. And I guess the nomination comes from the committee, uh, the Hall of Fame committee. And then they allow people to vote online. And then there's... Then if the committee decides that... Uh, somebody wasn't voted in that deserves it, they can also vote them in. And so they they use both methods. But this year, Mark Levin went in. So Mark got into the the Radio Hall of Fame. Obviously deserved. And then uh, there's some controversy here. At least in my mind, and I think Jeffy's, Kid (laughs) Kelly backtracks USA with Kid Kelly. Anybody even know it? I mean, I know it, but... Kid Kelly? Not, I mean, you, you I, know it, but not because it's Hall of Fame worthy. Is Kid Kelly Hall of Fame worthy? Kid Kelly. I, I don't know if anybody's ever heard Backtracks USA. Actually, Kid Kelly, at one time for about six or eight months, was the program director at the station where Glenn and I were doing a morning show. So we know him pretty well. Really good guy. But a Hall of Famer? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Then you got Jonathan Brandmeier, who's a big Chicago personality and absolutely deserving of this award. Guy's a radio legend. Jim Kerr from the Rock and Roll Morning Show on Q104.3 of New York. Maybe. maybe. No. I'm not that familiar with Jim Kerr. Mike and Mike from ESPN, they're not even together anymore. But they were together for what? Uh, Was it 10 years? It was a long time. 20 years. Maybe it was 20 years. And they just broke up, and not in a friendly manner either. No, no, not at all. <clears throat> it was weird because I guess Mike Greenberg decided he was done with with Golik and went and did a morning show that's on at the same time with two other people. 
wow. <laughs> that is weird. What happened there? Hey, where are you at? We're supposed to be on the air. <laughs> now I'm doing this other show now. And, you know, Golik was none too happy about that. Uh, so it's it's amazing how many times long-standing uh, partnerships like that go really, really sure badly do. south, and they hate each other in the end. Uh, so Mike and Mike are going in. Dr. Laura is going in. Dr. Laura oh, you, you can make a case for Dr. Laura. You could make a case. You make a case. She was pretty big at one point. Uh, you know, she's still on the air somewhere. I think um, so. Yeah, I think so. Since Sirius or Sirius XM. Uh, Something. Broadcasting from her house, probably. Which um, is a good, that's great. I mean, if you can get that gig, you, can get you it. bet. Eliminate the commute. Just stay home. Do it in the comfort oh, and privacy of your house. Oh, that'd be it's nice. a good gig if you can get it. Except that the only thing I, I think that goes wrong with that mm-hmm. is that, and and I th- at least it would for me, is that at some point, I mean, it feels good to leave mm-hmm. and come back yeah, to wait, where you yeah. live. Yeah, and to be able to just roll out of bed in your underwear and go down the hallway and broadcast something. And a not lot leave, to be said for that. Maybe I don't know. A lot to be said I don't for know. it. But you're in a different mindset, I think, at home than you are. Yeah, you are away from. I home. mean, that's a, for me for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I, that you know the whatever your commute is that puts you in your place of, <laughs> of work. You know? Yeah, you're pissed when you find the time you get to work. <laughs> you're supposed to be. Pissed. And you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be happy with work. No. Nobody's happy with work. Shut up. Well, and you're certainly not happy with the stories you get to relate at work. Uh, so that commute <laughs> helps you get into that mindset. <laughs> then uh, there's Nancy Donnellan. Yeah, the fabulous sports babe. The I know the fabulous, fabulous sports babe. Yeah, she started in Tampa Bay. Sports uh, babe. Fabulous sports babe. Uh, Why do you say it like? Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, Nancy Donnellan. Fabulous sports babe. In the radio hall of fame, she was the, one of the first, uh, mm. one of the first babes doing sports. Thus, the name, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, cutting edge. That was before they put uh, you know babes on the sidelines of games and in the locker room. And I don't know. You say babes with all the respect and love that babes deserve. So thank you for that. Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of I mean, course. That's... Sure. Uh, that was before they put babes on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> she called herself the fabulous I sports babe. I know, but that's so typical, Jeffy. Uh, <laughs> Mike Francesa, <laughs> longtime afternoon drive guy. It used to be Mike and the Mad Dog. Then it was just Mike Francesa. Uh, I, I think you can make a case for Mike Francesa. A lot of people liked him. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Joan Hamburg. No idea who that is. But uh, she's in. The, she's now in the Radio Hall of Fame. She's the host of the Joan Hamburg Show. <laughs> On 77 WABC. I mean. Uh, Fred Jacobs, who is the creator of of the classic rock format. Uh, obviously, if that's true, he definitely deserves. I've never heard of Fred Jacobs, but uh, that's obviously an impactful guy. Yeah, no kidding. But some of these, this fabulous sports babe, really? Okay. The fabulous sport. Think of this for, for one second. The fabulous sports babe is in the Radio Hall of Fame. Glenn Beck is not. That's embarrassing. I mean, that's a travesty. That is. That's an absolute travesty. That's embarrassing. Couple that with the fact that the Radio Hall of Fame president used to be the president of this company, Craig Kitchen. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... 
it's even more outrageous when Craig, uh, hello, how is it? How is it? Glenn's not even nominated for this and put up for this. And by the way, if Nancy Donnellan, the fabulous sports babe, deserves to be in the radio hall of fame, not just Glenn, but so do I. <laughs> I'm going to make a case that I should be in the radio hall of fame, and so should Jeffy. I could not disagree with that more. We all should be in. Should one hundred percent. Stu, oh, the you, whole deal. Me. The whole deal. I mean, I... but think of that. I mean, the fabulous sports babe. Glenn Beck. Hmm. Who's had more of an impact on radio? Uh, oh, clearly the fabulous sports babe has. Come well, on it's not I mean, even a discussion there, right? You know, it's because of her we have babes on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for that reminder. Wow. I mean, that's incredible to me. That's incredible. It's been incredible. I, I, I can't believe that uh, it, it's, it's A, your uh, Craig Kitchen analogy, who uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, mm-hmm. uh, if you're telling me, and we could go down the list of some others that have been inducted uh, in the past mm-hmm. three years, let's say. We won't even go back. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back three years. It's, we won't mm-hmm. even go back any farther than three years. One that surprised us. I don't mind mentioning Michael Savage. That, Shut up. Uh, you know, goes in and and Michael and Savage is in before Glenn Beck. No. Shut up. I, I can't. I you know. Come on. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, that's a travesty. It's a travesty, and an injustice that's hard to even. I mean, you, you words English language isn't sufficient. To sum up how outrageous that is. That's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, I I look at the inductees at the, and I, I mean, I've, I'm in shock. <laughs> yes, every year. And it got I'm to the point shock. this year where I just, you got to talk about it. I mean, Mark Levin, yes. I mean, obviously. But some of these others, good golly. Heaven help us. You know, if, if you're going to make a case for, for the fabulous sports baby, I think you, not just Glenn, but what about a guy like Cigar Dave? <laughs> yes. Why isn't Cigar Dave in the Radio Hall of Fame? And I'm sure Cigar Dave would make that case. I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would make that case. I uh, asked Jeffy, and I absolutely deserve it. <laughs> and, and there's no question. Um, and, and you can make, I am sorry, uh, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, fabulous. I'm sure she's wonderful. She's really nice. I've met her a couple times. I don't know she's her. Really I've heard nice. the show a few times, but it's been years since I've uh, heard her. You know, I, it, uh, she started in, you know, she's a Tampa Bay legend and that's where she started and she got some of the syndicated deals through there. And yeah. she, she's been, she's been nice, but the, to make a case for her to be in the hall of fame, to be in the hall of fame. Yeah. Prior to Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray. That's a stretch. Jeff Fisher. You think, thanks. Stuber gear. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes. I'm gonna. I'm making. I'm making a case for us. I'm calling Craig Kitchen. Craig, what are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, not even a nomination. I mean, put him out there for a vote. How do you not put Glenn Beck out there at least for a vote? You know, 10 million listeners for what 20 years now, almost in syndication. It's yeah, ridiculous. And you don't at least put him up for a vote. And if you're the if you're the one that says. Uh, Oh, if you're against, if you're someone that doesn't want Glenn in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. or you're trying to make some kind of anti-Glenn statement, don't you want to put it at least to a vote so that you hope he doesn't get it? 
Yeah, I would so think you could so. Say, so you could say, right? See, see, we tried. We we sorry. nominated him, but you decided no. So sorry. And at least you've got that. Yeah. You know, you can you can be legitimate enough to say, yeah, well, we put him out there, and we can't help it that people didn't vote for him. Right. That's really something. It sure is. Frankly, I I really don't I don't understand. It. I don't at all. I I haven't for the past. I bet you, well, like I said, three years, for sure. I, I've been paying attention. Because it's gotten to the point where I hate to even see the story every year because yeah, it's so ridiculous. I know. It's I, so absurd. I mean, I I see the story, and I'm, it's it, it really is. It's a Travis Sham mockery. Yes, it is. The whole thing is. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's amazing to me that it, that it, A, it hasn't happened, and B, they don't even allow it to happen. They don't even allow the opportunity for it to happen. Right. Are you kidding me? Crazy. It's it's crazy. I mean, if we're making the case for Glenn alone, the man has zigzagged across the country, uh-huh. uh, working morning radio, mm-hmm. uh, been in major markets and top rated in those major markets. Nationally syndicated uh, host now for 19 or 20 years. I mean, it, I guess it's been, well, since 2001, 2000, right? 2001. So, okay. So, so 17, 17 years. years. That's not a yeah, good, good enough track. When you got Rush, obviously. You know, Rush should be the first one inducted. You have Sean Hannity. They're in. Uh, Mark Levin. I got no issue with them. Uh, Michael Savage. I'd take issue with that, especially before Glenn. Come on now. Uh, so you got all these guys. Yeah. Isn't it a little bit like a sore thumb sticking out there that uh, is sure there something is. political going on here? What the hell is this? What is the deal here? You got to ask that because at this point, sure do now. It it looks so obviously wrong that there must be some underlying problem that we don't know about. You know, it's like the foreigner not in the Rock Hall of Fame. There's some political thing keeping them out. That must be the case with the Radio Hall of Fame. It must be. I I don't know what there must be some cog in that wheel that says, "Nope, I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it." there's no other way to look at it. Because no way does Kid Kelly's name come up before Glenn Beck's in, hey, who should be nominated this year? Oh, what about Kid Kelly? <laughs> yes! <laughs> How did I miss that? Oh, hey, what about Nancy Donlin, the fabulous sports babe? She's oh, yes, yes, of course. Yes. Of course. Yes. Is there anybody else, anybody who's had a really successful syndicated career in radio, maybe changed the way... Radio is done. Maybe he's done some things that are pretty groundbreaking. No. What? Oh, Oh, are you talking about Jim Kerr over at uh, Q104.3 in New York? Yeah. 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 That's the one. What about the first lady of New York? Uh, Joan Hamburger, first lady of radio. Right. New York. Oh, my. Joan Hamburger. Gosh, I can't believe we waited this long to mention her name. I know. Kidding me? You think of radio. Yeah, there's something wrong. The first lady of radio, Joan Hamburg. There's There's something desperately politically askew there. Has to be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of Glenn, he and Tanya started uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust dot com because they weren't in the Radio Hall of Fame, and they thought, well, let's do something of substance. And so they did. They also had a really bad experience with a realtor in Connecticut, and their house didn't sell, and it sat there for a long time, and it just brought down the value, and they wound up losing a lot of money on it. They didn't want that bad experience to be yours. So they decided to put together a team of agents across the country that could help you out, and they have 1,200 of them now, over 1,200, 
And they're rigorously qualified by Glenn's team for uh, things like experience and their marketing plans. Are they of good character? And what kind of results do they get? What have they gotten for their clients in the past? Plus, they're fans of the show, so immediately you have that connection. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously you want to get the most money out of it. You want to sell it quickly. It's really a stressful time. Do Make it the best decision you can by going to realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com Pat Gray Unleashed The Blaze Radio Network Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You know, I noticed you never mentioned uh, at Jeffy MRA. So let me just uh, mention uh, you can also uh, tweet us at Jeffy MRA. So go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, uh, somebody else's name on the show. So I'm just saying you never mentioned it at Jeffy MRA. So <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, for misbehaved methane, these progressive socialists will have to see the fruits of sending these people to Congress. It's the only way their eyes will open to the catastrophic damage you're causing. I don't know if they think it's catastrophic damage. I don't damage. think they do. I don't, I don't know that they'll ever get it. And those and those of us that do and know mm-hmm. that it will be, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be too late. Yep. Uh, from Brent, he says, can one person, just one, answer the question, what's the difference between a Democrat, a Democratic Socialist, and a Socialist? Well, nothing. No, there's, nothing. there's no difference now. Uh, from Tom. Yes, Jeffy is going to another level. Women's lingerie. <laughs> uh, the prolific Jeannie Chapel. So apparently it's possible for Jeffy to get into the Radio Hall of Fame before Foreigner gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ouch. Yeah. Very, why, why would that, why would that be ouch? I don't understand why that would be ouch. Uh, good point from Allen in Oklahoma. <laughs> Foreigner will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Pat will be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> That, that is an absolute certainty. And uh, TJ Toppin uh, <laughs> tweeted, uh, when will World of Stew be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? That'll be probably happen before we get Before the any of the other things, you before for or us. <laughs> you aren't kidding. Str- you know, Struggling Lumpy says, uh, Big Frog 1099 should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Absolutely. It is, of course, beyond... The radio dial. And it's the only one. It is the only one. It's ever broken that ground. And, That's a great uh, point. and by the way, there's a number of people in the Radio Hall of Fame that uh, 1099 should be there before. Oh, uh, my no gosh. Question. Yes. No oh question my about gosh. it. <laughs> we did have some good news, though, from uh, the Red Hen uh, in Virginia, did in we? the restaurant that uh, asked uh, Sarah Sanders and her family and friends to get out yep. uh, and not eat there, is that the owner of the restaurant. Uh, is stepping down from her executive director position of the Main Street Lexington, which is uh, their organization that uh, is supposed to get together and promote economic viability uh, for the uh, the restaurants and businesses. So it's in like the, a uh, restaurant association for these. Uh, yeah, they had the businesses in mm-hmm. the uh, in the in the Lexington area, the Main Street area, and it keeps all the you know makes everybody happy. And, and they're giving her the do. boot. 
Oh no, 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 no! no. She she's stepping down. Stepping right. down. She that's realizes right. that it's. Uh, but I'm sure know, they fought against her stepping down. Oh no, no, no! Please don't do that because yeah, no, you're, the, you're wonderful, huh? No, they accepted it right away. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, no. Elizabeth Banner <laughs> just said, oh, you know, yep. We, okay. We accepted no the No problem. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no word of huh. trying to talk her out of it or anything. It was just like, yep, we accepted it. Interesting. So there is, you know, look, I'm guessing that any business who throws out uh, a high profile, a high profile like person yeah. uh, doing uh, like what happened, uh, you know, kind of goes against economic viability uh, for your business and others. It just that's the mm-hmm. way it happens. Interesting. And so, you know, at least there's hopefully a little bit of repercussion that happens. I don't want her to go out of business. I don't want her to lose her her livelihood. But she should, you know, rethink a little bit of what she's supposed to be doing and what she's supposed to be providing. Yep. Unlike uh, many people who want... uh, on the uh, on the other side of the fence, who want to just shut everything down and burn it all down and close it down, and I want you out of business, and I don't want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I, I I really do. Well, want that's to let her go ahead. And that's there. essentially what um, Maxine Waters is saying about Trump supporters and Trump administration officials. <clears throat> what I mean, she just went off. In fact, <clears throat> we have a montage oh, nice. of a lot of these lefties just going out of their minds. Look at how unhinged the left is in 2018. A few years ago, ideas that we talked about were thought to be fringe ideas, radical ideas, extremist ideas. Those ideas are now mainstream. Yeah, I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, uh-huh. in a department store, right. in a gasoline station, okay. you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless What's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? One way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy, so please bring on the recession. When was the last time an actor assassinated the president? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's a small sampling. That sure is. I'm just, in my head, I'm trying to go through all. I know there's more. There's a whole lot more. We've played a whole, we've played so many clips Mm -hmm. uh, that could add to that montage. It's amazing. And they all want to just burn it down. It's absolutely amazing. And they're, they're doing a pretty good job of it. Yes, they are. When Maxine Waters makes the statement that these people aren't welcome anymore anywhere. What? Okay, so they can't go anywhere in society now? No. Because they have a different point of view politically than you do. I mean, she wants she's talking about people out and about, but if you were to push her on that, she would say uh that that you should go to their homes too. Oh, for sure. Uh cuz she believes that as well. Uh, That's, there's no question. It's really bad. That is to tell your support as a US Congresswoman Tell your supporters, welcome here get into mobs and let them know that because you have a differing point of view than they, they're not welcome anywhere. Not <laughs> welcome here anymore. Wow. If that's not a fascist speaking, what is? 
That's absolute fascism. Trying not just to silence people, but to make them cower in their homes, to keep them completely out of society so you don't even see them, so they can't even live normal lives. Despicable. What's going on right now? It just it shows how unhinged they really are. Despicable is a good word. That's exactly what it is. And they're always talking about Republicans, how extreme. The Republicans party, the Republican party is so extreme. Really? <laughs> wow. You guys need to take a look in the mirror. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Big surprise yesterday in New York, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, when uh, Congressman Crowley, who's fourth-ranking Democrat in, in all of the Congress, uh, in all of the House, was defeated by a 28-year-old Latina woman running her first campaign, earned one-tenth of what he did to campaign on. She's a democratic socialist and uh, she beat him by 15 points. A 10 term congressman. She beat him 57, 42. Wow. Well, Stu mentioned that they all uh, this morning on radio that uh, the New York times didn't even run a story on this race. What? Uh, so uh, today the, or, or prior to during the campaign. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it was one of those, it was one of those, uh, yeah, races conclusion. That nobody, uh, thought he could lose. Right. And look, that's, well, you know, sometimes you get a little lackadaisical. You start thinking you're, it's a done deal. And she was out there pounding the pavement, making people feel like she was listening to him, making them feel like the, this, the mm-hmm. socialist way is the way to go. And, uh, look at this guy that's in office. He's done nothing for you. He's part of the swamp. And they, mm-hmm. they, and they respond to that. Yes, they did. And it's interesting because Trump's trying to take credit even for this. Oh, stop it. He tweeted out how another, you know, Trump hater bit the dust. Joe Crowley, perhaps he should have been nicer to his president. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Okay, they were mad at Crowley because he wasn't nice to you. These Democrats, these hardcore people who just voted for a socialist. Let it go, Doc. Yeah, not everything is about you. Please understand that. That would be so refreshing if he would eventually reach that proper conclusion. But he, won't. he hasn't so no, far. No, he will not. Not a chance. Uh, sadly, it, it says more about the mindset of the people in New York. And it says uh, something about how sick people are of these, uh, of these lifetime elected officials that yeah. they, they expect to be there forever. Yep. And in some cases, they're saying, no, you're not going to be. We, we're going to do something about this. We're gonna, we need a fresh look. We need a person who's even more socialist than you are. Right. And that's why I'm kind of thinking that made me think that uh, that may, may have not been the overwhelming uh, reason that they voted for 
you know, that she's a socialist. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. She can be a socialist if she wants to. They just wanted to get rid of the guy that was there forever. Well, that's kind of how people feel, apparently, about Bernie Sanders, too. That eh, He's a socialist. I don't care about that. Eh. I, I like and Okay, well, what is it you like about him? He's so charismatic. <laughs> yes. Is that what it is? I mean, when you think of, so, when you're kind of charisma, I'm thinking you're Bernie Sanders. Yeah, absolutely. If you look it up in the dictionary, <laughs> there's a giant photo of Bernie right there. Mr. Charisma, they That's call they him. Call, yeah, no, he, they, they call him that all over. <laughs> Mr. Charisma. Just as much as, as people refer to Joe Biden as middle class Joe, right. they call Bernie Sanders Mr. Charisma. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's such a divide in this country. Jeez, uh, there you got this story that nearly all Republicans and Republican leaning independents ninety two percent say that traditional news outlets knowingly report false or misleading stories at least sometimes, according to a new survey. Now, do I believe that they report false stories? Yes. Do they do it on purpose? I don't know. I think it's I think when they see something that agrees with their narrative, they they tend to put it out there before they've fully vetted it, before they look into it because they don't care. They're sloppy, they're bad. They just believe certain things. and when they hear something that they like and they just want to get it out there, they don't care if it's false or not. I don't know that anybody's out there saying, "Hey, this is a made-up story. Let's report it." Because when they're found out, uh, the outcome is bad. You know, it, they lose credibility. So I, I don't know that I agree with the 92 per- I might be in the 8% who say, nah, they don't do it on purpose. But they do it. Yes. They do it. Because they're sloppy and they're bad and they have a, a worldview that is conducive to just jumping on stories that they want to be true. Um, more than two thirds, sixty-five percent, say fake news is usually reported because people have an agenda. Yeah, uh, roughly one third believe such information is shared due to laziness or poor fact-checking. That's kind of where I was. Hardly anyone thinks that fake news makes headlines by accident. Most people say they can spot a piece of fake news. <laughs> uh, no, I think most people can't. But. While Republicans are much less likely to trust that traditional news news sources publish real news, they and Democrats are both mostly confident in their ability to identify whether it's fake news or not. 78% of Republicans and 73% of Democrats believe they can spot fake news when they see it. That's That's, uh, not true. I don't believe that. (laughs) No. I don't believe that. No. Because I... Again, and then when you see something that agrees with your world worldview, you're likely to just soak it in. And look, how many times? I mean, we I, we do this for a living, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, I read stuff all the time. That sometimes I read stuff like you said, and it just you soak it in. You go, "Yep, okay, that's good, that's true." And you know, eight months from now, you you hear that wasn't true, and mm-hmm. you go, "What?" Or you think. Wow, that's that's too good to be. Maybe I better I, make sure. And I think that all Let me the time. Find it in other yes. sources. That I'd like to. I'd like to know if those numbers are correct. Oh, we do that every day, all the time, because we're, we're held to a different standard than the left is. Yes, and we have to be more accurate. Have to. Uh, so, it actually helps you be a better reporter of things. Uh, 888-900-3393. 
and uh, at Pat Unleashed. Um, we also have Jake Tapper taking on uh, Keith Ellison in a debate over Ellison's connection to Louis Farrakhan. Now, this is a an inter- everybody knows that he followed Louis Farrakhan. Whoa, whoa, my in friend. the Nation of Islam, right? You should watch this interview, my friend. All right, let's because uh, dude, does dis- everyone he know? Disputes that. Well, everyone, but but Keith Ellison <laughs> yes. knows it. Uh, but here's you've Tapper been decrying President Trump's bigotry. Uh, obviously, uh, you used to follow somebody who continually expressed sexist, anti-LGBTQ, and anti-Semitic bigotry, Louis Farrakhan. You have condemned Farrakhan's bigotry. But I the- would disagree with that. I would disagree with that, sir. But you, I'm what sorry. Are you, what are you disagreeing that with? Comes up in this context. Well, you're decrying bigotry, no, and Louis Farrakhan is a, is, a, is a pretty clear bigot. Right, and I agree that that's true, and I think that uh, I've made myself very clear. But uh, look, that's the, going back to the false equivalency. You know, I don't have any support for what the individual you just mentioned uh, stands for, nor do I agree with Trump's bigotry either. But that, that again, you know, anytime somebody tries to say that something is unfair and bigoted, if you're going to say, well, one time you sort of said something or somebody said you said something, and then so nobody oh, well, you can, were, you can were a complain about bigotry. You were a follower Jake, of Jake, Farrakhan, Jake, sir. No, you, I you, wasn't. You Jake, I'm sorry. That's not true, Jake. But I just want to say to you, if anyone who, uh, who raises concerns about bigotry then is put in a position to have to defend you, themselves, you know, like then we it. never get to talk about bigotry. You didn't let me ask my question. My question was, the Washington Post fact checker in March gave you four Pinocchios for your claim that you have no relationship with him. And I want you to take a listen to Farrakhan talking mm-hmm. in an interview That's wrong. about how you only... That's in, not true. And Farrakhan, well, the Washington Post fact checker, did give you four Pinocchios Jake, about that. That's just true. Jake, they, they were wrong. Jake, they were Jake, wrong. They, oh. I, have no, I have not... It's it's untrue, Jake. I'm sorry. The question I had for you that I've been trying to ask is Farrakhan said in 2016 you met with him in his hotel suite in Washington, D.C. That is a false. That did not happen. It did not happen. I have made that very clear. That is untrue. (laughs) I don't know if he's lying or not. I can tell you I was in no such meeting. I was in no such meeting. I've made that clear. You know that, Jake. I have denied this because it's not true. Okay. Well, I mean, Tapper is right about the fact that the Washington Post said it is true. Right. That's what Tapper is saying. That's fact. That's that's true. And uh, Ellison is saying, well, what you're saying is true, but the story is wrong. Ellison, vice chair of the DNC and one of two Muslim members of Congress, faced questions about his association with Louis Farrakhan, leader of Nation of Islam, when he sought the chairmanship of the DNC in 2017. Ellison, who had defended Farrakhan against charges of anti-Semitism as a law student, publicly renounced the Nation of Islam in 2006 when he first ran for Congress, but the issue reemerged after a CNN exploration about his decade-long involvement with the group. After the CNN report, Ellison then wrote an article for the Washington Post saying he had failed to scrutinize the words of people such as Farrakhan. Uh Uh-huh. When he he defended him for his role in the Million Man March. Well, he said he worked on the Million Man March. Yes. Yeah. These men organized by sowing hatred and division, including anti-Semitism, homophobia, chauvinistic model of manhood. I disavowed them long ago, condemned their views, and apologized. Farrakhan has been back in the news because 
Uh, he's he's always saying something ridiculous, outrageous, racist, hateful. Um, Ellison, in his Morning Joe interview, implied that he had no association with Farrakhan since 2006. His spokesman flatly said he had no additional involvement, but here are the facts. Uh, 2010 to 13, in a YouTube video uncovered by the Daily Caller, Ellison is seen chatting with a group of men that includes Farrakhan during a function at uh, some oh. Islamic center in Falls Church, Virginia. That just happens, though. You just run yeah, across just, people from time to time. You can't, you don't know mm-hmm. who you're going to run into at a, at a social. Right. So they're just feet apart. They're hanging out there together. Uh, the date of that event is unclear, but it was between 2010 and, and 13. Uh, in 2013, Ellison attended a dinner for Iranian President <clears throat> Hassan Rouhani, which is, I, I remember that. That is amazing that he did that. And other Muslim leaders were there as well, including Louis Farrakhan. Wall Street Journal first drew attention to the dinner. Um, from the photographs, it's unclear how close Ellison and Farrakhan were, but it, uh, I mean, certainly he knew he was attending. But that doesn't mean, I mean, if they no. were at the same event, it doesn't necessarily mean he follows him or supports him. <clears throat> they met, oh, in 2016, Ellison meant privately with Farrakhan. Shortly after Ellison wrote his Washington Post article, Farrakhan posted an interview on his Facebook page in which he said the deceitful op-ed was the result of Jewish control of politics, economics, Hollywood music, and media. He must have just walked out of that meeting with Farrakhan. He's just an unashamed anti-Semite. Oh, yeah. He also said that Ellison and Representative Andre Carson the only other Muslim in Congress, had recently met with him, and they had a private chat then. Both of them, when I was in Washington, visited my suite, and we sat down talking like you and I are talking, Farrakhan said. But apparently, I mean, so Ellison is denying that part. And according to the Pinocchio test that the Washington Post gives it, they certainly believe, they certainly believe uh, that he has had contact, and he is in touch, and he and Farrakhan do have a relationship and they give him four Pinocchios, the highest rating there is for a lie. Interesting. So. Because he completely denied it. Oh, man. He was adamant about that. I've denied it. I've, I've said it before. I'm here to talk about something else. Why do you keep bringing it up? And then he <clears> strings <throat> mm-hmm. it along even more. Like he didn't really want to talk about what he said he wanted. To and talk it used about. to be that I believed when people were that adamant about their innocence. Then they must be, because if they, you know, you're going to look really bad when the truth comes out. Now it's just the opposite. But now it's the opposite. I just, okay, well, uh, you know, and and that happened with Bill Clinton's certitude. When he said what he said about Monica Lewinsky, I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky, not once. That's a lie. And you need to let me get back to work for the American people. Okay, yes, I did. Yes, I did have sex with that woman. (laughs) I mean that. I mean that was as adamant as you can get. And I think people. I think a lot of Democrats learned a really good lesson from him. You just strongly deny. You look him right in the eye, and you lie with everything you have. And they're really good at it. I mean, Ellison sounds pretty, pretty uh, credible there, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. A writer for the popular progressive news website Splinter is warning supporters of President Trump that if, if you have a problem with the heckling of administration officials right now in public, you haven't seen anything yet. Isn't oh, that just good. what Glenn said last week? Good. We haven't seen nothing yet. You've yep. seen nothing. Uh, he said, do you think that being asked to leave a restaurant or having your meal interrupted or being called by the public is bad? My fascism enabling friends, this is only the beginning. Wow. Who's the fascist here? No kidding. Pointing to history, he writes that the U.S. had thousands of domestic bombings per year in the early 1970s. Yeah, led by people like uh, the Weather Underground, the Black Panther Party. And he's saying that they're coming back. Said this is what happens when citizens decide in mass that their political system is corrupt, racist, and unresponsive. The people out of power have only just begun to flex their dissatisfaction. The day will come sooner than you think when Trump administration officials will look back fondly on the time when all they had to worry about was getting hollered at at a Mexican restaurant. He reasons that when you aggressively F with people's lives, you should not be surprised when they decide to F with yours. This is amazing stuff. Wow. Uh, that's a, that's so, a call to battle. Yeah. He says that the next step is 70s style bombings here in the United States, like the Weather Underground did. Yeah, that's chilling. It sure is. Scary. That's chilling. And, you know, we told you about that French book on Glenn's show years ago, um, The Coming Insurrection. And maybe that was just a little, little bit ahead of the curve because now it feels like, oh, that's completely possible. It does. It does feel like that. And once again, we were, you know, we took a beating. Uh, Glenn took a beating for, uh, you know, bringing it to the forefront. Oh, yeah, oh come on. Happened. What are you talking about? Crazy that's lunatic. That's from France. That can't happen here. And uh, hello? Really? Hello? Yeah. I mean, they're just brazen in what they're saying now. Look at the Maxine Waters diatribe ranting and raving in public in front of everybody not caring who hears that you need to let people know you first of all form mobs go to wherever they are and start yelling and screaming and raising hell around them telling them that they're not welcome anywhere (laughs) what who who died and made you queen who died and made you queen fascist maxine who died and made you king, Pat Gray? Well, uh, right, the, you're founders, not welcome. the founders, uh, because they specified that, you know, we have this freedom to, to speak, to be in public. and not, That's what I'm saying. I got, to, not I got the privilege to speak. And not be harassed. You know, your rights kind of stop when you start infringing on other people's. That's the whole point of them, right? Yep. That's the whole, whole kind of mm-hmm. circle of life to the right. And they have every bit as much right as anybody else to be in a restaurant or a department store or, as she put it, a gasoline station. <laughs> I love that. At a gasoline station? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> when was the last time you heard somebody call a gas station a, a long, gasoline station? a long time. 
Long time. You mean where they sell petroleum products? Yes. That place, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am? Excuse me, can you lead me to the petroleum product place where I can participate in putting gasoline into my combustion engine? I would prefer some higher octane. (laughs) (laughs) Where is my leaded gasoline? (laughs) I came here for leaded, and I don't see it here. My summertime mix. <laughs> uh, 888-900-3393. So, uh, I guess we've got that to look forward to. In the Good. years uh, 71 and 72 alone, according to the FBI, uh, there were more than 2,000 bombs planted throughout the U.S. by domestic terror groups. Wow. 2,000. I wouldn't have guessed a number that high. I don't think I would I knew it was going on, but I, I never would have guessed it was that high. You know, that was something that was, at the time, was happening in Ireland all the time with the IRA. Right. Car bombings, you know, bombings in restaurants, all of that stuff. Among the chief culprits, of course, Weather Underground, led by Bill Ayers, Bernadette Dorn. Who have all been been washed clean Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, Barack Obama launched his political career, where? In the living room of Bill Ayers. Wow, the neighborhood. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's just a guy he knows. He's a he's a professor. Uh, you know, Bill nice Ayers is just a professor. The, they lived around the corner down there by the, the little woods. I used to walk the kids by. I knew him. That's uh-huh. all. Yeah, all, all it was was this. This is a guy who lives in my neighborhood. Who's a, uh, he just lives against a guy who lives in my neighborhood. Who uh, Professor of English. He's a professor of English. Uh, okay. Who engaged who in engaged. detestable acts. Yeah. 40 years ago when I was 8 years old. 40 years ago when I was 8. Regardless of how flimsy the relationship is, I think the American people are smarter than that. <laughs> they had no. No. Yeah, they were they were dumber than that. No. They were dumber than to hold <laughs> you accountable for anything. That's amazing. He's just a guy who lives in my neighborhood. I yeah, I served on a board with him and yeah, I started my political career in his house, and, but he just lives in the neighborhood. Yeah, He's a he, professor of English. He got into a little trouble. Uh, 40 years 40 ago. Years 40 ago. years ago. Come on. What were you doing 40 years ago? I bet were, were you, who wasn't killing people 40 years ago? Come on. I mean, I wasn't. I was eight. But who? I'm not holding that against him. Right, but almost everybody who was an adult in the early 70s was killing people. Hello. <laughs> That's the reason you were alive in the 70s, was to I, kill people. I think the uh, I think the American people are smarter than that. They know that... You know, who hasn't, uh, who among us hasn't murdered a few times? Well, a few times. I mean, is that. It a, is incredible how he's been whitewashed. It sure is. I mean, the guy is a professor now teaching our children, and then we wonder what the problem is with millennials. I know. Oh, I don't know. What happened? Let's see. They had professors like Bill Ayers. How bad would that be if, you know, your son or daughter is being educated by that guy at the University of Chicago? Amazing. And by the way, well, he's just teaching English. That's, there's nothing can go wrong. It was the English class. My daughter would come home every day when she was at uh, at our school locally here, a local college. And it was the English class where her professor was jamming progressive propaganda down her throat every day. I don't remember every which day. One, I don't remember which one. What does the, that have to do with conjugating verbs? Elvis had a professor that hated us, Jeez. hated Glenn, hated us, hated the. Because he used to text me, I'm in the class again. 
He's really? Beating, he's beating you guys up again. Jeez. Oh, and he was just, you know, he would just do it. And I mean, I, I think Elvis at one point was, I, I don't remember, wish I remember what class it was, but he was like, um, <clears> you know, he was talking to the like, the kids around him. And like, I know him. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad works there. He's all right. <laughs> I, I don't know what this guy is talking about. Well, Glenn's own daughter, you know, his middle daughter went to Fordham and she's sitting there in class. When the professor started telling the entire class, not knowing that that was her, do- right. her dad, how evil Glenn Beck is. Amazing. You imagine sitting there in class and they're talking about your dad who you know and love and you know he's not what's being presented. And there you are in the room with 40 other Hello. people. Uh, none of what you're saying is true. That's tough to do, though. Tough right? to I mean, do. That's what Elvis was saying, too. He says, yeah. I, I, you know, when he was talking to the people around him, says, I know him. He's all right, but he, he's not standing up saying, yo. No. No, because you don't want that brought down right. on you. 888 uh, More Pat Gray Unleashed is inevitable. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Thousands of people in Sweden have inserted microchips into their bodies, and it's so great because you know, think of the convenience. You leave your credit card at home, functions as a credit card, makes life easy. Key card, rail car, uh, right there in your body. Most of most of these people, most of the people that are doing chips now, are more for. Getting in access at work. Yeah. So when you're getting into different uh, portions of wherever you work at, you have access Like here. a key card. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, and it's so convenient because you don't have to pull one out. It's just right there in your it's hand. right there in your on hand. On your forehead, whatever, wherever you need it. No, but it's not, they don't put it, don't put it <laughs> on your forehead. These are apparently Duh. being inserted into the between their thumb yeah. and forefinger. You don't even feel it. Um, I, you know. I'm almost there. Are you? I am. Yeah, you just go ahead and I almost now. I just no, you, I know I know yes, I know it's the mark of the say. beast. It's the okay, but I, it's convenient. It is. I know it is. I mean it's just so I, I I'm sick of carrying I this is this is how lazy we've become because I'm sick uh, of carrying my wallet. Do you have a mouse in your pocket? Why are you referring to yourself in the plural? <laughs> this is how lazy you've become. Okay. Uh, I'm not going down I'm that road. I'm sick of carrying my wallet. I'm sick of having to carry it. Just worry about it. So am I, but I'm going to continue to do it. Just put the stupid thing in me and let me alone. <laughs> I'll still go to the store and talk to the people. I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'll stop and say, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I'll mess with you a little bit. We'll have a little fun. But 
boop, and I can get out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to look for, you know, do I have to just, put, just take, boop, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's no question. It's, it's really convenient. Apparently. When I go to the gasoline station, a <laughs> right. boop, just fill it up. You're done. done. Apparently 3,500 <laughs> Swedes so far have had microchips implanted in them. And, and they're, they're just not worried about it in Sweden. They don't think like we do. Um, it, it's just a matter. It's completely a matter of convenience yeah. to them. They don't care. Uh, uh, so good luck to them. I mean, I do kind of care. Kind of. But I do. I, mean, I, I, love, the, I love the idea. As conspiracy of oriented as you are. Why only kind of? I know. I just, I just, I, I like the idea of of not having to carry anything around. Just if we could do the, if we could do the uh, retina scan, I'm, I'm okay uh-huh. with that. Let's do that. A retina scan would be fine. Well, that'd be fine because that's not anything implanted in you. Boop. You know, they're yeah. not invading your body for that. When so, you say invading your body, they're just putting a little thing right here. It's not I even know. invading your whole body or anything like that. Right. It's just right here. Yeah, I know. I know. It's great. You don't even feel anything. I, mm-hmm. I've i rammed a screwdriver in my hand right there and barely felt it before. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a picture of somebody getting it implanted. Yeah. And he was. It looked like he was screaming uh, his lungs Ow. out. It looked like it was painful. No, it's almost like a little tattoo or a... Uh, just a little, it's a minor surgery. They just clip it. I'm open surprised you didn't get in. this done when you were in Florida because that. Remember the uh, digital oh, yeah. angel project? Yeah, digital angel, big time there. Yeah, people were in love with it in yeah. Florida. Yeah, they were for a while, and it was specifically but no Tampa, one was right? ready. No one was ready to uh, to jump in at that time. You know, everybody was all scared, and and there weren't other places. There weren't places where you were able to use it. Mm-hmm. Was the problem? What were they See, scared now of? Now the companies. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, we made the big deal of the market. <laughs> Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, we made special ads for them. Yeah, it's the uh, mark the of program. the beast. It's not the mark of the beast. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, but the uh, <laughs> uh, there weren't places to use it. See, now your places to use it. I mean, people, you're catching up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely implant. changed. Yeah. I mean, the well, Digital flip. Angel was selling not just the convenience through, uh, you know, acting as your credit card or a key fob. But they were they were talking about it's so connected to your body that if you have a heart attack, it'll dial nine one one for you, and give your vital statistics to the EMTs as I mean, they're coming to save you. Look, so they're already prepared with what's going on in your body, and they can be ready. We're we're already kind of doing that with the, with all the sports watches and the cell phones that all are right. tracking you and everything right now. Yeah, I mean it's not in your body. I know it's not the it's not inside your body. It's not intruding in that space. Mm-hmm. But we're already getting used to having that information with us. No, oh, I know. So I mean, I know because. And it's fascinating to me because, you know, while we've I've I've had this kind of this warning built into me since I was a kid uh, about not doing this, you know, about it being the mark of the beast. And eventually that's how all commerce will be transacted. And if you don't have the mark of the beast, you won't be able to participate in in the economy of your of your country. Yeah. What do you say to that? Okay, so. I guess when I was growing up, I thought it would be pretty obvious to people. They'd say like, "Hey, do you want the right. do you want the mark right. of the beast right. so that you can continue to participate <laughs> in society?" And it him here, boy. That's, that's not how it's going to be sold. No. It's been sold to us as convenience yeah. and wonderment, and 
life-saving. And hey, put this in your kids and it'll have a GPS tracker in it. Of so course, because it's always for the safety. I mean, that's how they went over, when you over with that. If your kids are kidnapped, we'll know exactly where they are. There, this thwarts, this stops kidnapping completely. Well, it doesn't stop it completely. But if it, if it were to happen, uh, then we'd know where the, guy, the child was. And so you know what would happen if people implant this in their in their hand? Uh, if you get kidnapped, your hand gets cut off. Uh, that's what would happen. So that that's where you say, well, you know what's more safe than you you implant it right in their forehead. That's where you put it because they're not going to cut off the kid's head. They w- they want to make money. They don't get any child, money for that, right? If they're dead already, then you're not going to pay the ransom. And who, look, you're not going to pay for your kid with just a giant hole in his head. <laughs> we just didn't see it coming. <laughs> As far as being, but that's how that's how the adversary works. Uh, that's true. He just he makes it seem like a really good thing. So deceitful. It just uh, this is going to save you so much time. Not only is it going to yep. save you time, it can save your life, and yep. even more importantly, the lives of your children could be saved. Yep. Brilliant technology, and it's a brilliant marketing plan. And. Because it's so pervasive now, because our being tracked and monitored yeah. and watched is yeah, we've already, so we've prevalent. Already, we've already given up so much. Yeah, and you think, well, what's the big deal of giving up this one more thing, too? Yeah, just put it in my hand. Let's be done with it. Whatever. Then I won't have to worry about my credit card. I won't have to worry about anybody stealing it. Unless, of course, somebody cuts off my hand. Nah, they're not going to cut off their hand. <laughs> so They're not going to do that. Stop it. It's genius, though, when you think about it, right? It is, uh, and I really, uh, I, genius. I completely understand uh, how you come to want it more than I mean. I oh just, yeah, I'm, just, I'm so yeah, I, I'm so ready to just put it in, and and I say that mm-hmm. really facetiously because I, I'm not, I don't necessarily want one in me. Mm-hmm. But I, I could sure just put. I'm, I'm almost there. Like just leave me alone. All right, just put it in. Fine. And we're just tired and, of fighting every battle too. I mean, it's every. Okay, it's never whatever. ending. Whatever. Yes. All right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it in. Don't put the bomb in my car. Right. Okay, just put the thing in my hand. We're done. Thank you. Uh, that's why things like this, as Guardia movement, seem so appealing to people. Because yeah, why don't. You know, with everything going on here, let's just get away from the planet. <laughs> if you feel like the world is going okay. to the, the world is going to the dogs, and you want to get away from it all, you can become a citizen of the nation of Asgardia. Nice. Uh, and that's a group of people, and obviously, it's based on Asgard. They hope to make good on their promise to colonize the moon. Asgardia was founded. 20 months ago, so it's not even been two years yet. It already has 200,000 citizens. They uh, they drew up a constitution and elected a parliament. They have a leader. He's a Russian. And they have a goal of about 150 million people within 10 years. They plan to set up space arcs with artificial gravity in outer space where humans could live permanently. So their first goal is, I guess, to colonize the moon. And then from there, they're going to build some sort of space station where 150 million people can live. Nice. Get there early. There'll be plenty of room. (laughs) Right. The Asgardia Nation, now they have 203 
almost 204,000 citizens. Yeah. But the residence is more. So, I mean, you don't have to be a citizen to be a resident. You and just, how do you become a resident of Asgardia? I don't know. We're going to find out because I might want to move in. Is there a weight limit on Asgardia? Or? <laughs> I haven't is seen one yet. Of, is there any, I'm sure there's fat guy seating when you transport, right? Well, I hope so because otherwise you might as well. To the space platform? Forget it. You'll be earthbound. Independent. <laughs> <laughs> but they're trying to attract uh, the top 2% of the world's population. They want the most creative people. And uh, the leader, oh, wow. this Russian, was asked how that's working out so far. And he said, well, citizenship selection is going to continue, which means, obviously, it's not going that well so far. We might even involve an IQ test in it. They have it on their website. Independent the IQ Space test? Kingdom Asgardia wants IQ test for Yeah. Okay. So he yeah. intends to have satellites providing internet access around the globe in five to seven years. Space arcs. Will be operating, he says, operating space arcs within 10 to 15 years. Nice. And then finally establish a permanent settlement on the moon within 25 years. I don't, that's not doable. Come 25 on years? I don't think I don't so. I think so. As Guardians now pay an annual membership fee of 100 euros, which would be what, $125 maybe? So that's not bad for a year. It plans to collect taxes, though, on businesses and private income which it says it will keep very low. Uh, for Excuse the, me, I'm registering to be an Asgardian. Are right you now. really? Hold on, yeah. Are you going to register? You, so you'll be a resident, right? It says registration. Yeah, i got. Oh, I got to put all the personal. Have they asked for money yet? I'm getting to the personal info now. Okay. They want to know, know everything. What is this, a country? Well, this for you, this is the time to get in before the IQ test. Because <laughs> once the IQ test is uh, mandatory, you can forget it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You might as well not bother. So, no, I, what? I'm encouraging you now to go ahead and register because this is the time. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're saying that I couldn't pass the IQ test? No, I'm just saying, saying this is a better time for you probably to, to register to be an Asgardian. <laughs> uh, the Russian says, for this early phase of Asgardian nationhood, I'm primarily responsible for its financing. I guess he's pretty wealthy. I guess so. Along with another, another, a number of other donors who are also citizens of Asgardia. That's it's just kind of a lot of this stuff is going on now. It's amazing how much. I mean, and you've got real serious people too, like Elon Musk, who are trying to pull this kind of stuff off. I mean, not to this extent, but he absolutely wants to go to Mars. Absolutely wants to colonize Mars. Has a goal to do that. He's already started the process. And then you get this guy. So it's getting harder and harder to just laugh him off and say, ah, pfft. Another kook. Are you registered yet? I'm getting in. They're, they're not all the information. I'm thinking, I'm slowing down because I realize that I really want to take the IQ test just to prove you no, wrong. You, no, you don't want to take the IQ test. Just to prove I, you wrong. I'm, I'm just saying, Jeffy, this is a better time for you to do this. 888 This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Welcome. 
888-933-93. Give us a call. And we're also available at Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh, from Millennium Falcon. Annie Maxine calls gasoline gas gasoline because that's what they called it back when she didn't have a chauffeur to go everywhere. Well, that's not a, a fact. Not a chance she's actually pumped gas in the last couple, three decades. Probably forgot how to drive, too. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, JP, you can't yell wolf in a crowded theater, but you can shout harassment in restaurants. Boy, no yeah. kidding. Uh, Snarkazard. So Pat is saying the story that most people are capable of spotting fake news is fake news. Yes. Yes. Uh, and did Arlen Specter just make a cameo appearance as the voice of the Mark of the Beast? I don't know. I didn't notice that. It was that, close. Was uh, it? Uh, yeah, a little. That's that's not. Uh, yeah, a that, little. The tongue's got to spread out in your face uh, for the Arlen Specter thing. I can leave the Republican Party. Yeah, the Republican Party left me. I didn't leave this life. This life left me. Uh, Look like a god. (laughs) In the senatorial bathhouse, I was relaxing in a... He had a very pleasant 110 degree top uh, when uh, John Thune (laughs) walked in naked. John Thune had the body of a Greek god. Uh, I nearly swallowed my tongue when I saw him enter the bathhouse. We made love, good, sweet, tender love for the next 14 hours. It was something like that in the book. It was something like that. It was so close to that. <laughs> and even if it wasn't, it was. <laughs> it is now. And it has been for several years. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I don't know. How, how do people live in California? Maybe Californians can clue us. I think I've asked for this. Look at this house. I think we have a photo of the house in San Francisco. Look at this house. Now, how much would you pay for this? How much you give me for it? If um, it's my house, if I sell it to you and say, hey, I need to, I need to sell a house. I need some money. How okay. much you give me for it? Uh, not knowing where that house is, you would look at that in Texas and you would think, okay, that's a... That's a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar house. You may you're lucky with that, right? I mean, yeah. you're lucky to get. I mean, that. you you actually might get it at auction for about ten thousand dollars, and then you go in and you remodel it, and it looks nice. It's like a, you know, Joanna Gaines thing. Yeah, the fixer uh, Chip uppers. and Joanna before she, of course, left him to go oh, sell facial cream. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, I, we shouldn't horrific. have brought it up because it was a horrific, really bad problem between the two of them because she didn't tell him at first. Anyway. Uh, that house that you see right there, right there, there. single family home selling in the Bay area for $935,000. That is nearly a million dollar home. God. They say that that particular house, the the realtor said he sold it for over a million. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, is this the one he got 1.2 million for? Yes. Now the one the nine hundred thousand oh I'm not sure gosh. like he's he's saying that you know that particular house what they kept raising the price people kept making offers and the offers kept going up and up and up what yeah amazing who's it's it's uh, you know not a great looking house I mean so you got broken saying, fencing in front of it it looks dumpy it looks yeah. ill kept 
What they're saying now is that wow. families earning one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars a year. Okay, so families, yeah, one hundred seventeen thousand dollars a year. Now in California's Bay Area, they're low income. As low income. Low income at one hundred and seventeen thousand a year. Oh my gosh! <sighs> yeah, that house actually. Uh, okay, so it, it had leaks in the roof. It's broken down, beat up. It's sold for one million two hundred thirty thousand dollars. I saw last week. I saw a story. It was somewhere in the Bay Area. It was a nine hundred square foot home, and it was. I think they were asking one point eight million for it. Uh, why not? They'll probably get one. Probably get How do you do that? One and a half, two. If if you're a low income family at one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. What are you if you make 50000 which is about the median family income in America, 52000 or whatever? If you're making 52000 how do you? how can you possibly live in California? How could you do it? You can't. And, you, and the, the, your thought is, well, hey, sell this house, right, for one point two, or get whatever mm-hmm. you can for it, yeah. and move to, oh, I don't know, Texas. Well, yeah, if you, wanna, if you sell it and then you move, you're going to be in really good shape. But we had someone tell us on this very show that uh, they couldn't they, sell, they, they couldn't afford couldn't to move move because they can't afford to move because of all the regulations to put your house up for sale. Yeah, you got to bring it up to every code. So how is it possible that this house is selling? That house is not up to code. I with it, not with a leaky roof. You would think. I don't know. So how is how are they how are they bypassing what we were what that what our caller said? It's a good question. Uh. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that uh, where that. I mean, price do you buy? Do you just buy the lot, and and you're already just going to tear down the house. And that's Maybe. already a done deal. Where some of the places, if you're trying to yeah, actually, it, it's sell a tiny the house. lot though. It's a tiny little lot for one point two three million. <laughs> that doesn't account you got there for an eighth of an acre. Maybe. Jeez. I, I don't know what the what it is, but I just figure you got to That's got to be what at least an eighth, right? Eighth of an acre. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, this the median median price. So median price means half are above this price and half are below. The median price in San Francisco is one million six hundred thousand dollars. One point six million dollars, the highest in the country now. Amazing. Yeah. Well, this according to this uh, uh, this rate right here, May two thousand thirteen to May two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. All right, housing prices across America. Uh, San Francisco up sixty four percent. Wow. Dallas Fort Worth. Wow. Thirty seven percent. She's Chicago forty one percent, and New York, which was already uh, you know through the roof, it went up another fifteen percent. So I mean, those three mark. Mm. I mean, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, DFW. Chicago and Dallas were right, you know, that 40% mark. That's pretty good. And that's in how long a period of time? Five years. Five years. Okay. Wow. In five years, it's gone up almost 40% in Dallas. Where you can get a really nice house for a, you know, a fairly good price. Yeah, you can. Uh, Like, I guarantee $1.6 million will get you a a really nice house here. (laughs) So, yes. uh, If you could sell your house in California and you're conservative, 
you might think about that. If you're not, if you're just a typical Californian, we're all we're all closed. There's no more uh, vacancy here in in Texas, so don't even try to. Come I just around. got my email uh, from Asgardia. Oh, you did? Yeah, uh, dear Asgardian nine nine six five seven two. My number. So you're just a number, Come on, baby. Nine nine six five two. We're delighted that you ever, don't re- repeat that. Oh, number sorry. Right? Yeah, sorry. Secret number. All I right. Say that on the right. Air. I apologize. Um, you received your application to join Asgardia, the first ever nation in space. We take the application process very seriously, and therefore we're asking everyone to click the link in this individually addressed email in order to verify that you are the real person who has filed in this application. And they give me a password, and they have their Facebook page, mm-hmm. and we're looking to s- forward to see you regularly. At Asgardia Space. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe there's not a pitch to get you to uh, to pay some money. Uh, to, that's got to be coming. Pony up. Has to be coming. Right, because I haven't filled out everything yet. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Got to be coming. You would this, think so, this yeah. Is their, this is their beginning. Because they need money to... Yeah, this is their beginning. Of, all right, we've got another one on the line. Here you go. Come on in. Make sure it verifies you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is you. Great. We need money. Uh-huh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And some tweets here. Just to prove how pro- prolific he is. The prolific uh, GD Chapel is tweeted again. Uh, Jeffy will go from the largest land mammal on Earth to the largest land mammal on the moon. And the Earth can begin to heal. <laughs> Well, I you like that? You I wouldn't like want that? to miss that tweet. I'm no, glad we got right? that out there. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought, that. too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Old Uncle Moron, how can we colonize the moon in 25 years when we've never even been there yet? Nincompoops. Yeah. Really good point. It was a whole fake thing. Whole fake right? moon landing. Redeen says, uh, I want to know how many Asgardians currently live in their parents' basements. All well, of them. Uh, no, all not all of them. One brand new exception to Thank that. you. And struggling lumpy, uh, <laughs> just to muck and fudge, uh, tweeted, mm-hmm. uh, has Alec Baldwin been called for the Radio Hall of Fame yet? <laughs> Ivan? No? Huh? <laughs> so good. That's really funny. That's really good. Because uh, he, look, it wouldn't surprise me that someone like Alec Baldwin gets in before, get Glenn. in before Glenn Beck. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got... A lot of Alec Baldwin genius on radio as evidence that he belongs there, don't we? I, I think. I hope so. I think so. When can we take some calls, Ivan? Whenever, whenever we do want. We, do, we, do we have calls that are on there now? No calls, calls yet. No calls, no yet. calls yet. What number do people call to get on the air, Ivan? Do we have that number? It's right there. <clears throat> oh, do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so sorry. 
sorry. That's interesting. It's interesting. 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 We have any calls yet there, Ivan? <laughs> no calls. Story. Let's read some more about no Scientology. <laughs> Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? <laughs> Alec Baldwin posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, do we have any calls here yet, oh Ivan? I, None. Ivan, Boy, Ivan? it's just incredible. Boy, it's just, Sean, it, is, just incredible. it is just incredible. It's just incredible. And yet, he'll be in the Rock and Roll Hall I, of Fame before Glenn. Uh, he'll be in the Radio Hall of Fame as well. Oh, Radio the, Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I love that's my favorite I mean. part of all that is just Ivan. Yeah, no, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we take call? When when can we take calls? Uh, you can take them anytime, Alec. Anytime. La- last place he wanted to be is with Alec Baldwin at the radio station on a Sunday night. You can absolutely hear that you, in you his be, voice. You got to be with Alec, and you make sure he's comfortable, and make sure he gets the drink, and make sure you get him through the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Can we take? Call? Yeah, it's all right. It's right in front. Of yeah, you. it's right there. <laughs> well, can we can we take calls yet? Yep, you can take yep. them anytime you take want, anytime Alec. You anytime. Want. The number is right there. Okay, Remember? is there is there a call yet? Nope, not yet. Uh, what is Ooh, that number to call? It's, it's right there in front of you. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's interesting. Talk of the big That's stories. interesting. Talk What's interesting? That there's a phone number? <laughs> Your phone has a number you dial and it'll ring? <laughs> I guess that's interesting. So but. bad. <laughs> so bad. Hey, congratulations are in mm. order, too, mm. uh, to uh, Barry Gibb. Uh, to Barry Gibb? Barry Gibb, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was just knighted. Uh, yesterday, congratulations to him uh, for being knighted. Now, if there's one great. thing, now listen, mm-hmm. if there's one thing that you think to yourself, well, you know, I know it's I know it's the United Kingdom, and we don't really care about being knighted, and we have all that, and it's blah blah blah. But uh, what could be worse than just being knighted by the Queen? Let's say if you're going to be knighted in the UK, you're going to be knighted by the by the Queen. Uh, what could be worse? Mm. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, knighted by uh, Prince Charles. <laughs> that's is, that, is that like the low level knight? Yeah. Is that like the? Yeah. I mean, that's so bad. Well, the I, the queen probably can't lift the sword anymore. So. Oh, she's got to have some uh, sword lifters you know. or something. She's the queen. <laughs> you get uh, sword lifters. Some incredible breaking news. Potentially, yeah, really good breaking news. Uh, Anthony Kennedy has announced his retirement from the U.S. Supreme Court. Wow. That is potentially fantastic. Yeah, they didn't think he was going to do it. You you have a guy who is the swing vote, who sometimes sides with the liberals, sometimes sides with the conservatives. Just depends on the issue. Uh, How about replacing him with someone who's consistently conservative and constitutional? That'd be nice. How about you've got a constitutionalist in there voting with the other four constitutionalists all the time? That Oh, my gosh. This could be fantastic. Based on Trump's first selection for the, for the U.S. Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch, um, if, he dis, if he does that again, that, that would, I mean, that swings the balance of the court, which is fantastic. Now, what I'm afraid he might do is try to balance his first pick. No, go the other way. To, to, to appease the Democrats. And the people on the inside are going to try to make that happen. That's yeah, they sure. are. Yes, they are. Yeah, and sure. there's going to be a lot of people screaming at the top of their lungs. You can't, you can't stack the court in favor of conservatives. Actually, maybe wow. I hope they do yell that at him because that way he'll say, yes, I can and do it. Uh, I can I do whatever so. I want. I hope so. 
uh, because that that's usually you know that's one way to get Trump to. do We could something. get Mike Lee's brother in there. Uh, this Mike time. Lee, or Mike Lee himself would be pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'd hate to lose Mike in the Senate, but you know, and his and his brother is very conservative, like he is, and and a constitutionalist like Mike is, and so you keep them both in there helping out. That that's not that's pretty great if you. And apparently, I think he was on the short list last time. That's what we were told. So this could be really good. 81-year-old Kennedy said today he's stepping down after more than 30 years on the court. Good, Um, good. Thank you. He was a Republican appointee. Man, so many of these Republican appointees have turned out to be so bad. Uh, Kennedy's not the worst of them. Like Stephen Breyer. (sighs) (laughs) How does that happen? Sandra Day O'Connor kind of went south. Um, A Reagan appointee. So, you know, it was nice when she left because... Except for that, I think she was replaced by Sotomayor or uh, maybe, yeah. It was was it early. Was that early on in the Obama administration? I don't know. I've lost track now. But um, so people have been room have been spreading this rumor for a while. All year long, we've been hearing, yeah, Justice Anthony Kennedy is about to retire. Yeah, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. And now here it is. He didn't wait for Trump to get out of office. Right, which is what the everyone kind of planned Everybody on. was saying. I mean, today was the day, right, that they had said yep. they were going to finish their, finish their uh, uh, what cases they had, get them off the get They them finished off the table. this session. And then this is the day that they're <clears throat> supposed to say if they retire or not, you know, if they're going to give right. it up or if they're going to come back so that they get everything in order. Yep. And uh, it took a while. But they were trying to talk him out of it. Uh, I'll bet a lot of people were trying to talk him yeah. out of it. Yeah. Because they were saying to him, Anthony, you, you, doing, you can't leave under under Trump. You right. can't. You can't do it. No they, no, they were. That's why it took so long. But he's probably thinking, look, I'm 81 now. Uh, Trump could win another term. Okay, that's another six years from now. I'm not, I'm not going to do this until I'm 87. Maybe he wants to go do something else and live his life and have some fun. How much fun can you have when you're a Supreme Court justice? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a good gig. Seems like a kind of a stuffy gig. Pretty much do it. I think that's where you're wrong, my friend. You think so? You think they party like it's 1999? I do think they party like it's 1999. If I'm a Supreme Court justice, (laughs) I am partying like it's 1999. (laughs) Actually, uh, uh, Scalia and and Ginsburg apparently went on some great vacations together. And they, they did some partying. Had some fun. That, those two are a good couple to think of when you think of couples. Yes. Aren't they, though? We just put those two together in your mind for a little bit. No, thank you. No. I know what I'm saying is you put those two No, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, <laughs> and I, I don't want to. They were just friends because they're yeah, both married to were. other people. Of course. But, yeah, of course they were. You know. Pat, are you? I mean, how dare you? Uh-huh. I know. Uh, triple to to assume that you're going to How anywhere tawdry. Yeah, it's I, I, ridiculous. I know. A <laughs> uh, new poll out that's fairly interesting. Most voters fear that political violence is coming from opponents of the president's policies, uh, and 31 percent of likely U.S. voters say that it's likely the U.S. will experience a second civil war. Oh gosh! Sometime in the next five years. That's because we've had it rammed down our throats. I think we. I think that can still be avoided. 
31% say it's likely. Eleven, Another 11% say it's very likely. So that's 42% of people who think that we're going to have a civil war within the next five years. Jeez. New Rasmussen report uh, found also that 59% consider a second civil war unlikely. But that includes only 29% who say it's not at all likely. You're among those who say it's not at all likely? No, I think I, I think it, it it probably is. I just think it's still. I don't. I don't think we have time to stop that. Oh, I think I don't so know too. that we. I don't know that we have time to stop a lot of the uh, the big socialist movement. But I think we can do it without the revolution. I think there's time. I don't know if there's inclination on the part of people to be better to each other and to uh, put an end to this madness. Well, and then we have you know, look, we we keep running it down our throats. We have Congress people telling. Uh, telling uh, their supporters on the street with a microphone that that people shouldn't be comfortable in a restaurant or in their home, Mm -hmm. wherever the hell they're at. You tell them they're not welcome anywhere. Welcome anywhere. And then we have uh, articles being written that uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, So, I mean, that's not, that's not Mm -hmm. new, but it is starting to be out there during mainstream, right? It's not, it's not, we've all talked about you ain't seen nothing yet. But now it's being mainstream, so you're finding more and more people saying, yeah, well, you know, probably is possible. We're probably going to have to have fighting in the streets. Mm. No. No, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't uh, know what 44% of blacks think a second, world, uh, second civil war is likely in the next five years. Uh, 28% of whites. 36% of other minorities. So... Uh, and whites are also less concerned about political violence than others. 51% of voters who strongly approve of the job Trump is doing are very concerned that opponents of the president and his policies will resort to violence. Uh, but just 23% of those who strongly disapprove of the job he's doing agree. The two groups are in general agreement uh, and see much less of a threat from those critical of the media coverage of the president. Uh that's a you know, but that's a hefty portion of the country who think we're headed toward a civil war yes, in five is. years. That's what I know. That's a lot of people. I know it's scary. It shows you just how bad things are right now. Just uh, how volatile everything is. Let's just all calm down. Can we just down. take a breath? Can't we all just get along? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Something that could really help is to understand the country, understand the rights we have, where they come from, why do we have them, how did we acquire them, what happened along the way to form the opinions of the people who founded this nation. Great book I found recently, Michael S. Law's The Founder's Revolution. You're going to be able to read about this stuff and then share it with your kids. In The Founder's Revolution, you'll discover the forgotten history of how the Declaration of Independence came into being. And the principles that formed this country. Everything in the book, uh, I, and I absolutely love this. I think this is critical. Everything in the book is from the original source documents. Uh, and most of it from the actual words of our founders. So you're going to gain insight into what went into founding this country. Prepare to be shocked with some current examples showing how far... Our government today has strayed from the principles our founders set up and why we must return to the values. So go to your computer right now or your phone, your iPad, and type in thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. 
pick up your copy at Amazon. Um, the book has five stars. It's a great read. It's called The Founder's Revolution Book. TheFoundersRevolutionBook.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. If you missed it, uh, Justice Kennedy just announced his retirement at the age of 81. He'll be retiring from the court. Uh, they just finished up this sentence or this session. And so uh, obviously he decided, okay, that's it. And that was the rumor all year long. Yeah. But you know, he's been under, you got to believe he's been under intense pressure not to do this by Democrats. Oh my gosh. They got to be going out of their mind over this. So strange, too, because uh, usually, well, I mean, look, he's 81. He's been on here, what, 30 years, you said? Mm-hmm. Right? He's been in the court yep. for 30 years. I mean, that's, uh, that's a good that's a it's good, a good stretch. stretch. It sure is a good stretch. It's yep. a good time to look, you're in your 80s. You probably, you know, if you're, if you're in good health, which I'm assuming he is, um, you know, now's mm-hmm. the time if you're planning on doing anything at all. Yep. Right. Because by the yeah. time by the time he breaks that ninety five mark, you're not not very many people at ninety five plus are still moving around. It's difficult for us. <laughs> and <laughs> well, he's still fourteen years away from that. I know that's in <laughs> ninety five is in your rear view mirror. But uh, for Kennedy, but that's what I'm saying though. Now's the time if he's going yeah. to if he's going to have any uh-huh. kind of life outside of being being a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. You know, now's the time. No question. Because even if they do party, they still have to get a little work done. Would have been even better if Ginsburg would have retired, but she's not going to ah, Man. And she's got to be older than Kennedy, I would think. Yeah, she's not. And she's been sick. Uh, didn't she have cancer? She must have been in rem- she must be in remission because uh, they thought her to be very, very sick a couple of years ago, and she's still going strong, it seems. Yeah. The, uh... You got to... Your microphone, if you're going to speak, you might want to talk into this, the, the way it works when you're not in the room with everybody who's listening to you. You, you might put the microphone in front of your mouth so that it's amplified through the their speaker and then they can hear you. Uh, so. I have to have this button on to, <laughs> yeah. so that it works. Yes. Or if yeah, I the, you, you want to put the, work, the, right? on, the button that says on, that's referring to the microphone being on instead of off and when it's on people can actually hear you okay go ahead 85 years old <laughs> yeah i knew she was older 85 holy cow i don't know was that was that a mistake on the part of the founders not putting some sort of limit on the term of a supreme court justice it's just until they're dead or they decide yeah i don't want to do this until i die i mean it's Looking, you know, in context of today's world, it does seem like a mistake. Yeah. But in their world, no. Well, because in their world, people died when they were 43. And people also didn't think of jobs as a lifetime thing. 
yeah. as these as servants Very true. Uh, as a lifetime thing. You go be a Supreme Court justice, <clears throat> and you do that for 10 years, and then you go back to the printing press, and we'll print some newspapers, and we'll go be a farmer again, or, or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But you didn't think about someone, uh, or, or of course, you know they can't be a Supreme Court justice when they die, so we'll just give it to them until they die. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just didn't plan on people making uh, servitude a vocation. Yeah, and they, I mean, they they assumed a couple of things. They assumed that I think people would be reasonable about their terms of office, in office with the Supreme Court. And they assumed the same thing about uh, con- congressional people. There's yeah. going to come a time, okay, you're going to serve for a while, then you're going to go do something else. Yeah. Because, and that's why Washington set the tone after two terms. He set the example, look, I'm here for two terms, that's enough. I'm not going to keep going. Because it's time for somebody else to do this, and I'm not going to become a king. We, we just dealt with that, so I'm going to show you the example of the way this should work. Well, nobody followed up on that. I mean, presidents did until, until Roosevelt, FDR. Uh, he thought he should be the emperor. And he almost became one, frankly. So, but they, but they looked at term limits. They, looked at, they, they considered the fact that they did have a term limit, and that was called... An election. So when somebody's been there too long, you vote them out. I don't think they could. For, I don't think they believed that people would just let them go for 40, 50, 60 years at a time. I mean, that's on us. We just became yes. stupid. Um, yes, it didn't matter. We became, well, lazy. Yeah. We became lazy. You know? Apoplectic. Uh, not apoplectic, but apathetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apathetic about it. So. Um, and look, and that was my point with the New York uh, socialist uh, election mm-hmm. yesterday, is that I think it had more to do with just getting rid of the guy that was there for 30 years who took them for granted. Maybe. There wasn't any Maybe. stories about the K. There wasn't any stories about that particular area, the the race. Everybody just figured he was going to win. He's their guy. And I think that, and she was out pounding the pavement saying, no, you need something new. Uh, this what has this guy done for you? He's just sitting there expecting you to vote him back in. I I, I don't think it mattered that she was a socialist. I, obviously, it, I don't think that was the reigning point. You know, the reigning point was that she was new, and she would go to work for them. Uh, I don't know about that. I I think people want socialism now. I I, I think they they see the fact that she's trumpeting that they can have uh, socialized medicine. They can have socialized school. They're going to have socialized jobs, okay? Mandatory jobs. Are you going to guarantee a job for everybody? How do you do that? You can do that in a communist system. And then you know what happens? Everybody suffers. Everybody. How is that possible? Everybody will have a job. Right. It's uh, not going to be a good one. It's not going to be a good one. (laughs) Just know that. So I I think it's appealing to these. Okay. This new breed of Democrats. Um, I don't know. We'll... It's it's all going to hell in the Democrat Party, and the Republicans aren't much better. No, but not. but the Democrats are flat out socialists now, and the fact that so many socialists are being elected as Democrats tells you it's essentially one and the same with the Socialist Party now. <laughs> What's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat? Nothing. There isn't one. It's just that one has a D afterwards, and we're comfortable with the D, so they call themselves that. Uh, it's really deceitful. The D now stands for deceit because yeah. they're lying to you about their party affiliation. I mean, just look up the plank of the Communist Party and look up the plank of the Democrat Party. 
You can't tell the difference. Not anymore. There is no difference. Uh, so anyway, this this is really good news today, and it's nice to have some good news coming out of the Supreme Court. They've made good decisions all week. They had good rulings. And then it turns out Anthony Kennedy is retiring too. Right. For a chance for uh, President Trump to appoint somebody truly conservative, a serious constitutionalist to the court. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> that could be awesome. <laughs> now, if he goes the other way, trying to placate the other side and show, I see, I've given each side one. It's good, right? Right. That'll suck. That will not be good. Um, aerospace firm Boeing has joined the race for a new Concorde. They announced the, that they've, they're developing uh, a new airplane that is theoretically capable of flying at speeds of Mach 5, which is about 4,000 miles an hour. Kind of fast. That's three times faster than the supersonic jet, uh, the Concorde. The Concorde, remember, they, they stopped the Concorde because they had that big crash in right. France. And so that was it. And I think that was the only time it crashed. But for some reason, that just ended uh, the entire program. Their new plane, Boeing's new plane, would be able to cruise at 95,000 feet. 30,000 feet higher than the Concorde. And that's, what, 50,000 feet higher, 60,000 feet higher than most commercial planes do. It's estimated that, that this jet would be able to cross the Atlantic in two hours. New York to London in two hours. That's pretty cool. The weight it, limit on that thing? <laughs> that seems to be the question of the day for you. Um, Just ask him the question. That's what yeah. <laughs> Yes, they. In fact, it's the it's the next sentence. Uh, the one problem is Jeff Fisher would not be able to make these flights. I think I he'll could sue for to, that. He'll have to fly elsewhere. <laughs> I think I could sue for that. They've got to have some kind of, some kind of seating. It's kind of me. strange that they specifically <laughs> mentioned you by name. I, that's a little hateful. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I, I think that's wrong, frankly. <laughs> so it's, but here's the problem. The aircraft is earmarked for service in the late 2030s. Oh, man. On Oh, great. On, Thanks for telling us pace. about that. Jeez, 20 years from now? By 2030, I want to be able to... Be, yeah! I want to, be, <laughs> I want to get to the moon in two hours. Thank you. I want to be able to transport. Yes! I want to get there in two minutes. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pack Gray unleashed uh, here with Jeffy. Uh, Keith had some kind of work done on his elbow or something last week, and 
He's still recovering, I guess. Whatever. What a baby. That stinking baby. My elbow. I can't come to work and type on a computer with one hand. What are you typing with your elbows? No. No. <laughs> so get your body. He must here. be feeling better. He's texting me breaking news. Is he really? Uh, you know, appreciate it, Keith. Uh, like I wouldn't have known yeah. it. I wouldn't have known about breaking news. So if you, you know, if you're on top of it, come on back. I mean, there's no reason for us to ever look at these television monitors we have in the studio that are constantly reminding us of breaking news. You know what else? I have so. uh, there's a couple of uh, I have a couple of websites that I subscribe to. Oh, and you they do? just pop up, huh? Weird. At the bottom of my screen, a couple of breaking news happens. I didn't think anybody had up. something like that. Yeah, I that. know you can't. Well, you can't do that. Look, you can't. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just saying, maybe maybe I have a special computer. Maybe, maybe yeah. That nobody maybe else that's has. Right. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. Because that sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you missed it, Justice Kennedy retiring from the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, here's a great thing. According to the Associated Press, Trump says the next Supreme Court justice will pick from the previously released list of twenty five candidates. And that's a dang good list. Just about anybody on there, it, it would be fine. So if he sticks to that, this is a solid development. This is a really good news. Uh, Matt in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hey guys, it's hey. your Minnesota liberal here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go fast because I got. I'm calling about the you calling uh, Democrats socialists there, buddy, mm-hmm. uh, which I take some issue with. But first, Jeffy, we know you subscribe to multiple websites. Also, Jeffy, happy Pride. Uh, it was good to see you up here in the gayest city in the country. Um, anyways, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Ginsburg, she's going to eat kale just to spite Trump and Republicans. Oh, I believe I that. Think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm calling because I am. I actually want to have a conversation with you, Pat. Like, I'm curious. What about me, like, supporting um, Alexandria Cortez or Jill Stein, whose campaign I worked on, or people like Bernie Sanders? Well, they're, they're socialists. What? If they're yeah, socialists and you support them, does that not make you a socialist? No, I don't believe, I don't believe they are full socialists. I don't she, believe she that believes I am a socialist. She, she believes it. Uh, Jill Stein is, I think, not that uh, secretive about the fact that she has socialist uh, policies. And certainly this well, okay, so, this woman so, in, in New York s- claims to be a socialist. So, so let's like, go over what that means. Like, I believe that, like, I subscribe to what Glenn has said on his program that I give liberals and Republicans, conservatives, the benefit of the doubt that each of us want to make this country great. We just have different ways of going about it. So socialism to like you guys, or I believe Bernie Sanders or what Cortez is saying Mm -hmm. is raising the minimum wage, free college and free health care. Now, I believe if we are going to be the greatest country, Mm -hmm. I think that each citizen should have health care and a right to go to college. And once they get a degree, we can get them into an industry of, I mean, there's, you know, multiple industries out there. Let's get them into a craft school. Let's get them into, you know, a community college. Let's get them into nursing. Let's get them, in, you know, let's get them into tech. Let's, 
I believe that that is how we make this country great. And I'm less concerned, I guess, about Mm. you calling me a socialist and more kind of what you were saying in the first hour, which was you said it was un-American. Well, it is. Socialism is un-American. Communism is un-American. It's incompatible with the U.S. Constitution. And what you're talking about is socialism. When you're paying for everybody's college, when you're guaranteeing jobs, when you are guaranteeing free health care, those are all planks of of the Communist Party. All of them were part of the Soviet Constitution. Nah, I, All of I them. Don't, no, okay, so I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. Um, if I think this is something we can agree on. If government had not gotten involved and lobbyists had not gotten involved and the wages continued to rise with the current economy and inflation from the 60s to now, the minimum wage would be $22 an hour. I believe that that is what we should try to do in this country. Raise and the minimum not, wage to $22 an hour? You're going you're to deny jobs to a lot of people then if that's what you're going to do. No, I, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. if the... If, what I'm saying is, is like, so you're saying the government intervention into the uh, minimum wage was a good thing, is what you're saying? No, I'm saying that was wrong. Oh. I'm saying that if the government had not gotten involved today, the minimum wage would be that. Okay. Now I don't know how we get there, mm-hmm. but I believe that everybody in this country working for a wage should be able to not be on food stamps, should be able to afford housing, whether it's government-subsidized housing or a small studio apartment or something like that. And who pays for that? Who guarantees that, Matt? Uh, I I should pay for that for all the people who, through whatever shortcomings they have, they can't do it on their own? The rest of us should pay for it. I'm not saying that. Well, how do you how do you do that then? I'm not sure how we get to that economy. I'm saying that that <laughs> okay. is. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that, okay. and that is my dream. I believe that is how we become the greatest country in the world so again. We're not that already. We're not the greatest country in the world. Who's better? Pat, you've had people on your program. The um, Heritage Foundation has even said that we're not the greatest economy that we don't have the greatest schooling. You guys have interviewed people who have said that. Well, I, if There's you're talking about economically, we are the greatest country on earth. If you're talking about freedom-wise, overall freedom, I don't know about economic freedom anymore because we've got too many government regulations, but in general, this is still the greatest country on earth. This is still the best system there is available. If it, it wasn't, people wouldn't be trying to sneak across the border every day. To the tune of millions a year. Right? Better. We have in the past. We have in the past. I believe we can be greater than we are even now. Because there are principles that we have lost along the way. You and Gwen talk well, about yeah. it like yeah. every day. Yeah, but those principles aren't principles of, hey, somebody should guarantee this and that and something else for me. The principles are that everybody should have equal opportunity, not every out- equal outcome. If you have equal opportunity, and I believe we're pretty close to that, then 
but you can't guarantee an equal outcome. You can't do that in a free society. You can't do that in a capitalist society. Okay, would you agree that it would be great if nobody was on food stamps in this country? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Okay, that is how, that's, I want to get there with you. Okay, well. I'm saying I don't believe that that idea is un-American. No, of course not. Uh, that's as American as, as it gets. But gar- right, we're, guaranteeing we're, those people anything is not the way to go. You, you guarantee them the chance. And if they if they make the most of their chance, then there's a pretty good chance that they're going to get somewhere, that they're not going to be on welfare, that if they apply themselves, if they work hard, isn't that what the American ideal is all about? You apply yourself, you work hard. Agreed. And, Agreed. And it's supposed to be. It usually works what, out. What I'm saying is I would like to build a system with you. Mm-hmm. Where we don't need welfare, we don't need food stamps, we don't need government subsidized housing. No, I'd love that. I I don't know how to get there, <laughs> but I would like to research and talk with you and other people. And I guess that that's where the I bring in the free healthcare and things like that. Maybe there's a better way to do it. But like I'm saying that I don't believe that those ideas are un-American. Well, they're not bad ideas. No, it's the un-American part comes when you have government mandate those things. When you have government take it from me and give it to you because they decided you need a better uh, uh, step up than I do. They, they've stolen my money and they're giving it to you. And and now you have uh, free health care and now you have free schooling and now you're not on food stamps. That's not the American way. The American way is for each individual to work, apply themselves have equal opportunity, and then they take advantage or don't based on their own drive and work ethic and character. All right, my friend. Right. Uh, thank you. Okay. Yes, I, I agree overall. All overall. right. Okay. I'm going to get off the phone now, but All right. I want to have an <laughs> ongoing conversation with you guys. Uh, it's, we're, we're open to that. We're open to and, it. And uh, lastly, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for new job opportunities. I don't think you need Jeffy on air, and Keith doesn't need to come back. I do have a radio degree, so I'm just saying, that <laughs> we could have some fun. You're breaking up, Matt. Well, we can't hear you right now. This is, we really appreciate you calling. I wish uh, the we could line. break. If you could. Oh, there he goes. Oh, call <laughs> back. just went bad. I didn't know what. Thanks, Matt. Still? Appreciate oh, the call. Oh, darn. But see. It was a reasonable conversation, though, right? I mean, we can do that yes. with the other side. Amazingly, we're well. Amaz- we didn't. Nobody screamed to. at each other. Nobody. Well, yeah. I, I like him. He's a good guy. And and if we just approached it, where everybody just wants to hear out your side, okay. Well, here's what's pro- the problem in my mind with your argument. And you conduct it that way. I think we can avoid the civil war that's being predicted. By I hope so. Way. Look, I was thinking about that uh, <laughs> last night. Is that that's what we've lost is the benefit of the doubt to the good. Yeah, remember, like we were mm-hmm. talking about the Wilders, the book uh, yesterday, the Little House series, and she had the award taken away from her. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about her, her one line in the book that talked about there were no people, only Indians lived there. Well, immediately we're saying that's bad, and we can't have that, and we can't pr- promote her anymore because she was bad, and she didn't even think Indians were people. Well, how about there was no benefit of the doubt. And they gave the standing ovation to rename the award. And, oh, great, we're, we're so on the right side of things. But there was no benefit of the doubt of, well, of course she didn't mean 
Indians aren't people. That was just her way of saying that nothing was out there except for mm-hmm. except for people who lived on the land there. That was it. Mm-hmm. And 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 they didn't even want to live there. And some of those people didn't even want to live there. It was bad. And and that's just the way it was. That was the way it is. That's the way she spoke at the time. That was the times we've moved on. No, there's no benefit of the doubt to the to the good. It's always to the bad. Always right. to the bad now. Yeah. And I, I you I, assume the worst in people. Always. Always. And I, I, I try not to. It is difficult. A good example of it that. It is difficult. A good example of that is uh, Angela Rye. She's a, I don't know, I guess she's an attorney and a political activist of some kind. She was in a big Democrat, probably a socialist. She was commenting <laughs> she like on Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi calling out uh, Maxine Waters for the outrageous things she was saying. And they were saying, hey... We don't need that kind of rhetoric. Stop it. And she turns that into something completely different. Again, like your point, Jeffy, making the worst out of this. Always. How do you make that into racism? I mean, that's unbelievable. But listen to this. Point is very simple. I demand that people stop mm. requiring Congresswoman Waters to behave in one way while everybody else can do something else. Nancy Pelosi says, mm-hmm. make, let's make America beautiful again. Whose America is she talking about? Steve, at the beginning of this program, said, this isn't America. This isn't what, what America are you talking about? Childish Gambino artfully told you what America is and what it looks like. He did? Oh, oh, the rapper childish Gambino told us what America is? Uh, he not only told us, Pat, he artfully, <laughs> oh, yeah, artfully, artfully told, us. told us. And so that's the end of that discussion. <laughs> childish Gambino is the be-all and end-all for what America is and is not. If you've seen that video, it's where he says, this is America, and he shoots people in the head. And then he dances around, and this is America, and he shoots somebody in the head, and then there's people doing drugs, and it's, I mean, it's the worst depiction of America you could possibly imagine. No, child, childish Gambino did not tell me what America is. Well, I mean, if you appreciated art, he would have told you. But <laughs> you don't, obviously. I obviously don't. Let's deal with the distinctions that we all uh, see, because all right. some of us see a very different America. The fact that Chuck mm, Schumer way- called what a black woman said un-American is problematic, and this is the reason why Democrats but have a hard not say time reuniting the color of her skin. It has everything What's- to do with the fact that this black woman is intimidating to some people who can't no. handle the truth. That's what it has. It has everything it to has do with that. It has nothing to do... It has so what are you saying? You wouldn't have said it to a white person? What you wish way- for, Max? He, Donald Trump responded to that. The, the, Come on, Aaron. There's there's time and time again we can look at Donald Trump's tweets. He's intimidated by Jamel Hill. He's intimidated uh, by Frederick Wilson. He's intimidated by Maxine Waters. Overwhelmingly <laughs> and disproportionately so, it has everything to do with race. And, and, and that is why I find Chuck Schumer's comments deplorable and offensive. It's un-American. Why? Okay. It's never un- gonna oh, get by, we're never going to get by the race when... Uh, many of the race baiters uh-huh. uh, will not let. It doesn't matter what everything's is racist. Said, Absolutely it's everything all racist. Everything is race to a person like like Angela. Rye. And there is no benefit of the doubt for the good. Nope, zero. You know what else it, it does? It's unbelievable. It demeans real racism. It it belittles the actual act. Of being racist to another human being. Sure does. Because when you hear somebody cry wolf all the time, you're like, ah, shut up. That's, that's kind of our it. point with, Gosh, or, or my up. point anyway, with, with Donald Trump, 
with getting beat up every day for everything he does yeah. when there's no point. Yes. I mean, he does enough stuff on his own to get beat up on. You don't need to make up stuff right. or pick on stuff that isn't worth picking on. But at, now they've gone so far that it's like, okay, enough. When, I don't hear when it. you start doing this, it's a dog whistle for First of all, humans can't hear dog whistles. So if it is a dog whistle, nobody knows it because we can't hear it. Okay? So stop with the dog whistle thing. <laughs> All that, this, that, was, that was artful. It's code for, uh, I mean, black person here. Like when I say Chicago, right. when I right. say apartment, when I when I say uh, Brooklyn, it, those, that's right. not code for any racial person. And, and when I say, hey, I can't, it's un-American for that lady to be speaking like that. Had nothing that. to do with the fact that, she was black. Zero. Yeah. Would have said the same thing to a white person who said something similar. Just out, uh, it's out of control. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Wayne founded a man named Wayne founded uh, a company called Bombshot after he developed lip cancer from constant sunburns, and his skin became is so bad there on his lips that he got lip cancer and had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. So fortunately, you can't tell that he had his lip removed. But the point is. He was so frustrated with standard lip balm products. They were so bad. The tubes were so cheap. The product was no good. And then, you know, he'd carry it around all day so he could continue to use it. And then it'd be a gooey, icky mess in his pocket at the end of the day. So he finally got so tired of it because he couldn't find anything good. In 2010, he took matters into his own hands and, and started Balm Shot Lip Balm in Boise, Idaho. It is hands down the best lip balm on the market and... The container it's in is so cool. It's like a shotgun shell, and it will set off every liberal in your life. They will be, it will take their breath away when they say, oh, oh, is and that it, a shotgun shell? That's my lip balm. And it keeps it fresh. All right. It's not a gooey mess at the end of the day. This is awesome stuff. You are going to love it. Everybody here loves this stuff. For Blaze listeners only, you've got a special offer. Go to bombshot.com right now. Use the promo code PAT. And they'll get you an extra pack. So if you buy six, they're going to give you seven. Okay? So it's B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T dot com. Use the promo code PAT to get a free tube. When you buy six, you get one free. And they're going to throw in a free Bomb Shot logo baseball cap. Kind of like the one Jeffy seems to be wearing right now. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's a good looking cap. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T dot com. Bombshot dot com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. returns. 888-933-93. Big news of the day. Anthony Kennedy has stepped down. He's retiring as Supreme Court Justice. So that leaves another seat open for a conservative to be appointed by Donald Trump. And the Senate uh, GOP leader Mitch McConnell said that uh, the Senate will vote to confirm his successor this fall. Yes. And... (laughs) Trump said it will. The nominee will come from the list of twenty-five that we had last time. Yes, which was a really good list. 
really solid candidates here. Wow. So yeah. So good for Mitch McConnell. Uh, by the way, speaking of McConnell, they were he was out with his wife. I don't know. Were they at dinner? I, I, I really don't know. And they're out. You know, they've got they got some people with them and they, they pull up uh, their uh, SUV pulls up and they leave whatever place it was they were leaving. And of course, they get accosted by a group of people. Of course. Uh, here's here's what happened. All these butt hooks out there. Well, the guy, the main guy, the Robert. Uh, Why are you separating families? Why are you separating families? Okay, Mitch McConnell is not of the border separating families. <laughs> Mitch McConnell has almost nothing to do with what's going on at the border. Which is why he just hopped in the car and let the wife take care of it. <laughs> That's what I was going to go next. Is Yeah, honey, you go take care of that for me, will you? Go find Listen, my, I got, go fight my battle. Tell him to leave me alone. I got, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to hide in here in the I, car. I'm I'll be cowering little, in I here. I feel a little sick from dinner. I just got to sit down. So if you could take care of that for me. Old Turtle Face got directly into the SUV without passing go. Without collecting two hundred dollars, it just got in the car. Well, the kid and that his claimed, wife comes out. The kid that claimed that it was him in front of the uh, you know harassing uh, Chow and uh, McConnell, Roberto six two five four three six five one on Twitter. I'm sure he's proud because he made it clear that he was very proud, and he talked about his parents being immigrant families on his Twitter account. Idiot. You know. It, I've, uh, we talked about it before. It's not the government breaking up the families. Sorry to tell you. I, I'm, 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 I'm right. really pissed about, that we have to keep saying this. But if you are bringing your family across the border, you know what's going to happen. I'm sorry. You Especially just now. But, you, you know, here's do. the thing now. It's not going to happen because we went right back to the old policy of catch and release because we got a little feedback, a little pushback, yeah. a little blowback on it. And we caved. Well, not really. Well, we, I mean, didn't. we talked about Donald this yesterday. Trump did. We, we didn't cave. We just ran out of room. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I don't know why you keep bringing up this. We caved. Despite business. the fact that we had room for 25,000 uh, under Obama, and we only have room for 12,000 now because people are so much that's bigger what I'm now. We, decided, we discussed this yesterday, yet you keep continuing to say <laughs> that Donald Trump caved. I know. I forgot not, for a minute okay. that we ran out of room. Okay. He didn't cave. We ran <laughs> out of room. All right. But this this is pathetic. This has got to stop. The accosting of people everywhere they go. It's really stop agonizing. It. Somebody's going to get hurt. So yes, and somebody's going to get hurt. That's and when right. somebody gets hurt, then it's a whole that's new right. ball game. It. But what a what what a wuss cake McConnell is for getting into the car, and his wife is out there taking on a mob. Hello. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.